Behold, the world's smartest man, so masculine and proud. The epitome of genius, amazingly endowed. A one-man wrestling renaissance, just let your heart rejoice and bathe in all the luxury of my poetic voice. The best of my competitors are so inferior. I far outthink their greatest thoughts with my posterior. And when the bell has sounded on my stunning victory, I'll view that messy spot where my opponent used to be. The aristocratic pleasure of inflicting so much pain gives rise to so much passion it is bordered on insane. Although my verse may seem perverse to every foreign fan, I'm still the genius Lanny Poffo, the world's smartest man. Episode 13, Season 2 of the Jumping the Rail Podcast. This is Mark Redman. And right now, I'm joined by my buddy Menders from the Zero One Shootout. Menders, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mark. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. Uh, our uh, tag team partner, Gary Vestelio, will hopefully be joining us shortly. He is dealing with some computer issues at the moment. I have no idea what that's like. You know, it's... Uh, us? You know, Technical I never have no idea. Yeah. So you saw on um, you saw when we'd be kicked off. We had to we had to throw in a little bit of the genius at the at the start. You know, uh, we uh, lost Lanny Poffo last week at a pretty young age. I think he was sixty eight, which is crazy, and yeah. a very healthy guy. So I don't know if they've even announced the uh, cause of death yet, Menders. But, I haven't uh, seen anything. I've been trying to keep up on top of it because really, yeah. after Jim Duggan posted it on his Twitter, that was about all you could really yeah. find about it. So. Yeah, and even the news sources were going, like, running with the story, but using Hacksaw as their source. So I was trying yep. to, before I ever put anything on, like, our our pages, I wanted to make sure it was confirmed, and sadly it was. Uh, of course, you know, Lanny is part of wrestling royalty. You know, it's like Cody's music says, wrestling has more than one royal family, and the Papos are one of them. Uh, yes, they are. Of course, his brother's. His brother's the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Of course, everybody knows that. But then uh, his dad, Angelo, was a uh, a legend, not only in the Midwest but all over the place. But he was—they were based. He was introduced being from Downers Grove, Illinois, which is always I always thought was cool. But I think we first really learned about Lanny when he was down in the Memphis area in ICW. 
And I know that's where, like, my brother is the biggest Lanny Poffo fan there is, and that's where he first saw him. Because he saw him before I did. He's a couple years older than me. So he would watch, like, when Lanny and Randy were down there and feuding with, like, Ron Garvin, and Lanny was wearing the suit of armor. <laughs> yeah. <promos. laughs> so I went back and watched that stuff later on. But I started watching Lanny, of course, WWF, you know, on the all the syndicated shows and Starnest Main Event and all that. It's funny now to go back and actually listen to his promos and how young I was when yep. I started listening to him and I never understood him. And now when I go <laughs> back and I'm like, oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, my So my brother, John, he's not a big collector of wrestling memorabilia. but And I tried to get him to send me what he has. But number one, it's worth like $300 on eBay right now. So he didn't want to send it home with my mom when she was down. So like, I understood. So I'll just show a picture of what he has. Oh, nice. This is a book that came out in 1988, Wrestling with Rhyme by Lanny Poffo. It's a book of poems and illustrations about other WWF wrestlers. And oh. It's magnificent. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> my, plan, my plan was I wanted to have my brother call in and have him read a selection or two from the book, but he's he can't do it. He's got other stuff going on today but i wanted to take a picture of it we could have read it (laughs) yeah there you go he said he can't find the book it's somewhere in his house but it's uh i was like you better get i saw how much the thing is worth on ebay you better get his button find that that please yeah find that yeah before somebody just donates it to a book fair or store or something yeah but the the i wanted i wanted to take a few minutes to talk about weeping lanny just at the start of the show, just, uh, I know, I'm sorry, we're not getting as introspective as we did with the Jay Briscoe episode, but, uh, I thought it was <laughs> worth, uh, bringing up just because he was so cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, my wife. Is that yep. an applied nude <laughs> photo on the, <laughs> you know, Lanny never wore knee pads. That's something to, so he always looked like he was just wrestling in his underwear and like high socks. <laughs> <laughs> and when they were flesh toned, it was, off-putting or like really like a awkward. beige lavender kind of yeah come on Dwayne. come on man you didn't know the, it's every other tuesday every other tuesday <laughs> killing me smalls right uh, <laughs> i figured he'd be the first uh, one ready to talk about this week but you know he usually is uh yeah but that's all right though so yeah, I want to take a few minutes to talk about uh, Bill Lanny at the start of the show. Rest rest in peace. He's the uh, last Poffo standing, I think. I think the, uh, his uh, obviously his dad and his brother passed. I think his mother's passed on too. So I know he's got a, a daughter and a grandchild like that survived him. So you know, good thoughts to them. Uh, I also want to give a shout out. Uh, good thoughts to uh, one of our JTR Hall of Famers, Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, apparently suffered a stroke last night in uh, Florida. Which is scary that business. one floored me. Yeah, that one floored yeah. me this morning. I was upset yeah, about Narge, that. Yeah, Narge messaged me this morning and because he saw and then I looked and I saw Ricky Morton had a tweet out there, mm-hmm. very vague about Jerry. So we went and we're looking around and then as details came in, he's uh, in the hospital. Uh, so we don't know how severe it was or what his condition is. But uh, but good thoughts to the king. You know, he's uh, he's a tough old uh, old bastard. You know. That's saying the least. On TV. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he kicks out of this one and uh, he's all right. And uh, Dwayne, you know, I forgive you. You got uh, other stuff going on these days uh, in a good way. 
So if you're not keeping up, that's that's all right. Just hop in when you can, and not much has changed. Just less tequila, less swearing. <laughs> so <laughs> he thinks. <laughs> well, well, there's definitely less tequila. Definitely less. Right tequila. now, it's just it's just Pepsi Zero Sugar and a Danhausen mug for me. So uh, it's water tonight and my coffee. Can't drink coffee. I probably I should to just because it's probably better for you. But I no, I put way too so much sugar, sugar in it. it. <laughs> yeah. So, Menders, we got some uh, exciting things on the uh, on the horizon, not only for this show but also for the shootout uh, and the whole whole JTR podcast network. We got another outlet for our merchandise, uh, along with our friends at ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, last week, we launched this uh, BrainbusterTees.com. We got a we got a store up there because, and I explained it on our Facebook page. On Pro Wrestling Tees, all we can do is T-shirts. Uh, we don't get the option to do. I know they have other stuff, but I just don't have the option to do that yet. So I wanted to get some other stuff out there, and uh, we got some cool stuff. This is uh, well, that's on Pro Wrestling Tees. That's not on Rainbow. Yeah, this but, one's on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, but yeah, and uh, they can't see the whole thing. What does it say, Menders, on there? I listened to the Zero One shootout and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> I, I love it. It's just good I'm stuff. still going to fix but, it. Uh, I'm still going to fix it for, for personalization for me, but we'll see. Right. Yeah, and and that makes sense because you don't listen to the shoot. You, you co-host the shootout. Well, I do, so. but I technically listen yeah. to it. But Well, yeah. Uh, but no, on the, on Brain Buster Tees, we got a few options here. And this isn't everything that we have. This is just the meat and potatoes of it. You got a, a few t-shirts uh mainly ones that i submitted to pwts but didn't get accepted like they rejected <laughs> for one reason or another we got the new podcast okay. network logo on here with the uh the, the hoodie and the, the gray shirt and the raglan shirt there then we got our zero one shootout stuff and then we got a couple hoodies here but then we also have uh a couple hats in there a baseball cap and a stocking cap in there with the jumping the rail logo on it and also some stickers with the, the podcast logo, the Zero One logo, and this logo that's on the black hoodie down here in the corner. So check all that stuff out. And we'll have more stuff as we think of it. But uh, but yeah, so it's something. And then eventually I'm going to find out a way we can do, because uh, we talked about doing like coffee mugs and travel mugs and stuff like that. Well, yeah, because uh, all I've got right now is my Dan housing, So Yeah, yeah. Oh, my wife chimed in with her coffee thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and she's not wrong. I think she's lowballing how many creamers she's got in her refrigerator. So. <laughs> Does she ever get? I think she has Reese's peanut butter creamer in there too. But I don't. Oh my! None of it sounds like it. None of it sounds like it belongs in coffee. I'll just I'll just put it that way. So then it's perfect. That's the way it works. If it doesn't sound like it belongs right. in coffee, try it. It'll be great. Yes, yes, yes. So moving on here. Oh. Do we have well, our partner Dwayne, in crime? Oh. Uh, not yet, but we do have a question from Dwayne. What's the word on Randy Orton? Is he coming back? Uh, he's still out. Uh, he posted a picture this week where he looks like he's fucking jacked. He, he's yeah, he does. In great shape, it looks like. But they haven't given a timeline of when he's going to be back. Because I think it was, was it spinal fusion or neck surgery or back surgery? It was something. I forget what it was. Something along those lines. And that's usually out for, what, a year to 18 months? A year or so. At, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, but it's not something you want to rush. Which yeah, I no, not at all. Wife. Yeah. Yep, I saw it. 
but yeah, so hopefully he comes back soon because, and this is something that we'll get into a little bit later on with our Rumble pod, but if Cody is the one to beat Roman, I want to see Cody and Randy in a feud. I think it just makes perfect sense. And I think I want to see Randy tie Cena. I was trying to think, didn't they have some similar to that? This is this would have been during the span of years that I didn't watch WWE when they had Legacy. Uh, no, they had no Legacy, that was Ted then D- they had a, it was, Yeah, Ted DiBiase. Junior Cody and, and Randy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but then at WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, that'd definitely be a, a talking point if they had a feud. But yeah, WrestleMania 28, they had a three way between Norton, DiBiase, and Cody. But they never had like a, a big stage uh, main event. Yeah. Uh, my, sorry about our rude neighbor laying on the horn. Uh, honestly, I could hear it through the window. I don't think I picked up on headset, so I think we're good. I haven't heard it, so. Yeah, we have neighbors that have very poor uh, etiquette with their vehicles out there in the uh, parking lot. But that's the perils of running a uh, podcast out of your house. Yeah. And still no word yet on Gary, but that's all right. It's uh, So for those that don't know, I'm just get a cheap plug in. I got to uh, be on the 1130 podcast for a second time last week on Thursday. And uh, that's up now on YouTube and uh, in podcast. And it was basically me and uh, Dre and uh, Brian B, I believe is the name of the other guy that was on there talking about the Royal Rumble. So if you get a chance to check that out. And it looks like our buddy is here. Menders, let me go ahead and bring him. Wait, wait for him to look at the camera. There we go. Yep, so, I'm here. Only took five five business, Mark. Say it's... hello to the Italian stallion, Gary Vassellio. Gary, good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Gotta love those computer updates at the worst possible times. 45 minutes of updates. <laughs> Just... Yep. Good times. Trust me, it happens. So you missed our, uh, we, we had a little uh, chat about Weeping Lanny at the top of the show, Gary. Uh, I don't know if you want to throw in any thoughts on uh, on him, your fandom or his poems or or anything. I, I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> I, I liked him, but it wasn't, I don't know. He wasn't much, but he, he wasn't went everywhere. Much, no. <laughs> he went everywhere much went. So, well, you know, he contract. was supposed to be Gorgeous George. Oh, really? He got a he got a back contract from WCW and never like worked a day in the company. <laughs> I think just from from Randy just getting him a job, but but yeah, he was supposed to be Gorgeous George, I guess, before uh, Mach bought his wife in, <laughs> then she got it. Well, she was slightly more attractive than he was, so. Maybe a little bit. A little better arm uh, Dwayne, candy. Maybe a little bit. First time on watching ICW. Dwayne, yeah, that's what I was thinking because, uh, yeah, that's what my brother said too. So uh, I think that was his best work was in ICW in uh, Tennessee back when the Poffos were feuding with uh, Jerry Lawler and all them. So and if you yeah, haven't seen did. that, go, go to YouTube and check it out. I hope to get you a suit of armor, Gary, like Lanny used to wear. Oh, uh, if we ever get money, we'll just get the Rivera jackets, and it'll be. I have to call. You know, that that's happening close enough. At some point, that 
that that's that's happening at some point because they are on eBay. It's a little 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 spicy in the price range, but you know, yeah, it's uh, they're there. You figure some of them indie guys would sell some of them for gear or something, but apparently not. <laughs> I think they would be considered like marks for themselves if they got a Roberta jacket they did not receive at the steakhouse in Japan. Yeah. But <laughs> now me, I have no such compunctions and I will get one off eBay and wear it proudly. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be like five people in the entire area that might know what you're <laughs> why right. why you're wearing it, but <laughs> I'll strut down Vermilion Street wearing that jacket, a pair of Zubas with my fanny pack, and a pair of <laughs> aviator sunglasses. And my wife will leave me. <laughs> if that's the tipping point, then she's a she's much more patient. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's put up with the Zubas for two years, I think it is. That I've sounds been, about I've been right. Rocking those and but I, I can't oversell how comfortable they are, though. That's, uh, if I could wear them every day, I would. But they frown on that at work. <laughs> <sighs> but I digress. We've, uh, Menders, we've flown off the rails, and we're only Shocker. 15 minutes or so in, into the show. We were doing so good talking about uh, Lanny and the King and get plugging our, uh, our merchandise. Uh, um, there's, there's hearts. <laughs> Stacy doesn't understand style. Now she's much more stylish than I am, but she's not wrestling stylish like I am. It's uh... a <laughs> yeah, well, she won't yeah. leave you, Mark. It, so you're good there. No, I, I got that going for me. Uh, <laughs> but no, she uh, she doesn't know the cool factor of wearing a pair of Zubas tucked into your combat boots with a fanny pack. And with the the old uh, old bandana ruby on uh, on top there, which for the record I'm only doing this to keep because there's a huge glare on my bald head from my ring light if I don't have this on. So <laughs> Gary knows. So what's our next topic? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Gary's like I didn't get in here to talk about all this bullshit. <laughs> to talk style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stacy, you are not wrong. She will witness it at the SEX. I will be, I'll be styling in Indianapolis in April. But uh, that is, there will be pictures. Uh, Gary, let's talk about the Royal Rumble, since that seems like it's the uh, the big thing going here. Uh, I'm going to assume nobody was surprised by the winners of either one of them. Uh, Cody and Rhea, I think that's who everybody picked. Yeah. Not saying that's who everybody wanted. Uh, honestly, I was thinking it was going to be Sami Zayn before I knew he wasn't going to be in the Rumble. Because I didn't know he was just going to be seconding Roman, and that was it. But uh, it's like I said, I tweeted this, and then when I was on the uh, 1130 last week, I, I said it. Cody might have won. But uh, Gunther is the was the star of that match. He went an hour and eleven minutes, and it was he looked like he was barely winded. So I'm guessing I'll be him and Lesnar maybe at Mania. 
I that's don't what I'm hearing. Lesnar and Lashley will be at. Uh, that's the chamber. Yeah, chamber. You think they'll they're going they're going to go for another like title unification or? Because I I don't I hope not. I hope not. I, hope I really not. hope not. They've they've done such a good job of building up both of those titles on on both shows that it would make no sense to put them together and, and blend them. If so what you're saying is they they're keep... going to they're going to do it because it makes <laughs> now absolutely no would, sense. Now if Vince if if Vince oh, was Vince still yeah. in charge then yeah, but Triple H I think has a little more more pull. I know I'm sure Vince has like a, a pinky in the in the tiller there, but you know I think yeah. he's letting Triple H still do the day-to-day decision making on the booking. So I think he'll keep it as normal as he can as long as he can. Uh but no, fingers I think crossed. I, fingers crossed. If they're doing Brock and Gunther, I'm hoping that means they're taking the belt off of Gunther before then, because number one, I don't want it to be a non title match. And number two, I don't want Brock to be the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Oh wait, Lashley's not the champ, right? Uh it's theory. Never mind. Yeah, it's theory. Yeah. So. yeah. Theory's got the uh, chamber match. Theory's on, in, uh, I would say the whole chamber match is over Theory's belt. Yeah, and they're Which saying is, possibly him and Cena at Mania. Hmm? I could see that. I'm it makes perfect some sense of his, to me. <laughs> some of his Instagram posts, he had one uh, up the other day that I saw that he's like just swinging a chair around the uh, gym saying like, I guess yeah. I can't see him. And I was like, oh, dear Lord, are we really going <laughs> to do all this? Yeah. Dwayne, I wonder how long it take you to put this out in the comments. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I am. I am not a fan. Never have been a fan. I know Dwayne is a big fan. I hope you behaved yourself when she popped up in the Rumble and uh, didn't make too much of a spectacle of yourself, Dwayne. But, uh, <laughs> but now she uh, she wasn't in there for very long. She got uh, kind of got the giant treatment mobbed. She got the giant treatment. Got the well, what I thought was going to be the almost treatment, but he got taken out by one guy. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, she hasn't signed the contract, as far as I know. So I'm not sure if that was just a one-off or what. But uh, I mean, I know. Sorry, Triple I'm H terrible, is, but I've got my fingers crossed that she's not I'm, coming yeah, back. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. But I know Triple H likes to bring back the the release people, and uh, it could it could happen. It could be Nia too, but you never know. Yeah, I was listening to. Who was it? Joe was on, was he on Renee's podcast? And he was talking well, he about how, oh, and he was talking about his, the first time he got released when Vince was there and then trips rehired him back for NXT. And he basically confirmed what I thought was happening. It was a big power struggle. They weren't uh-huh. happy with each other at the time. And yeah. instead of Vince being a, putting on his big boy pants and letting Triple H do his own thing. He just started taking everything away from him and taking his people. And and so everybody in NXT paid for it. That's why all these people got released. Why you lost Tony Storm. is why you lost all these other people. And So then, of course, Triple H with, fires everybody I'm not that Vince liked and then fi- hires everybody else he liked back. But I don't know. I, I mean... Except for Pritchard. He kept Pritchard around, though. Yeah. He's, <laughs> of course he's, he did. I like, I like Bruce. I like Bruce. 
I mean, you could say nuclear, I live here. Nuclear <laughs> nuclear not. war will kill everything but cockroaches and Bruce Pritchard. Like you can't <laughs> you can't get rid of him. He will. And, he's been in every promotion. Right. Yeah. Well, Jerry's. I'm sure Jerry's tried, and he's lived in Mem- now near Memphis his whole life. I don't. Doesn't look like he knows what a heart friendly diet is, even though he's had a major coronary incident. And, I mean, he still, still works, cool. and yeah. But it's just. I mean, strokes are strokes, man. Like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. A little bit of plaque and breaks loose, and I, yeah, I hope he's okay. But it's. Yeah. But. It still, it still kills me that when he had his heart attack, there was no structural damage at all in his in his heart afterwards. Yeah, he probably just got hit so, wrong. Well, yeah, but, he took what like thirteen elbow drops from Dolphal in a row. Well, yeah, and one of them, unlike anything Jr. has ever called to the heart, was actually to the heart. Yeah. So, Jr. That that's the only reason. That I never liked Jr. was because it was always right Step to lightly, the heart, sir. and Step it would lightly. be on the and it would be on the right side of the chest. That is not that is not the heart. <laughs> it is the right side of the chest. Drove now, I'll me give insane. You the, I'll give you the judo chops. That was I could <laughs> I could understand the issue with that. Right to That's the heart. The, if the heart was on the right side of the chest cavity. <laughs> <laughs> Your Jim Ross impression is awful, sir. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I was that no, no, I'm I saying, was nobody gonna... nobody tells a story like Jim Ross though. <laughs> I just no. wanted to get a John Madden pen and start circling the screen and <laughs> just X's and O's over vital right. organs. <laughs> hey Mark, did you well, see at least you didn't... See my friend Bari posted something that he saw about JR or not JR about the king. Oh, was this down here? Uh yeah. Uh, uh, that's not good. That's not good. Uh, hope yeah, hopefully it's uh I said just just good yeah. thoughts out there for, for the king, you know. But uh Yeah. If uh <laughs> yeah, I don't have I don't know how many of these tribute episodes we have in it, so hopefully <laughs> the king uh, kicks out it too and He's all right. No kidding. Yeah. I don't know, too. Did you see Mark earlier where Barry said something about uh, he thought that Brock and Bobby might actually go, will conclude at Mania? I honestly, I could see it happening. I hope it doesn't just because they'll have if, like a, well, they'll have some sort of gimmick match at Mania. I don't know what it'll be. But... The, the only way this works for me is if they do it in the fight pit. Yeah. <laughs> if they do the all fight right. pit match at Mania. With those two Let's guys, it. it works. Let's I'm just, uh, I'm, I am happy though that at least when Lesnar came out this time, he was not just, like his whole promo wasn't just him acting like Bobby Lashley isn't a threat. So it was right. finally right. at least I can't think of anything else right. but Lashley, and right. it works so Bobby much who? better because Bobby Lashley is just a big yoke dude. Like, with legit fight experience, legit wrestler, probably close to as good as Lesnar is. Dude is strong as an ox. And then there's like, oh, well, he's in there with Lesnar. He's going to get thrown around. It's the dumbest thing. He, he is, he's, 
just as fast. He's just as strong. And there's no reason those, like Big E would say, that should be two manly men slapping meat. Just, <laughs> yes. just get in there. And I'll fight. Hospite. That's what it should be. Oh, no, it shouldn't husband. be just Lesnar like, throwing him around. And if he does German him, but Lashley should just get up, give him a German, and then they should just trade blows. I don't think it should be like a 30 minute Broadway. No. It should be like Always seven like minutes. minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it should just be them hitting each other real hard. It's got to be under yeah. 10 or Brock will never make it. Yeah. Right. Brock, yeah. Brock will just be like, is it time yeah, for the five yet? <laughs> No, no, Brock. It's not time for the F5 yet. No. no uh, well, to be fair, Brock three... does about 16 F5s every match. So, yeah. All I have four, is two 16 moves. F5s, five Germans. Yes, for the internet the wrestling community to for, to... for the internet wrestling community to still love Lesnar, it's just spitting in the face of all the same people. These are the same guys who are like, oh, Cena's only got like five moves of doom. Lesnar has maybe two. Two. He has a German. A clothesline? Five. (laughs) Uh, I say the Camaro lock, that that double wrist block. Yeah, I guess. It's so so dumb. I I, I miss when he would do belly to belly suplexes, though. Do something. (laughs) I, I like. I like Brock better now than I did even a year or two years ago. I'm, I, yeah, Everyone I like he, his personality. He dresses better. like me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the way he's cutting promos. I like his personality better. Mm-hmm. He's still awful in the ring. It's just, I don't. But well, yeah, though, is it? I'm sure those two will be at Mania. Oh, uh, yeah. You'll have, I'm thinking, I don't know. I'm thinking at this point, somehow Owens and Zayn take the titles off of the Usos at this that's next my, pay-per-view. That's my guess. No, the next pay-per-view is uh, Sammy and Roman for the title. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's, it's, in Mont- be... it's in Montreal. So I think but, it'll be a mania. I would still... You, I, you know what? Like, I would do a swerve, like almost like a Daniel Bryan-like swerve. First night, I would have Cody versus Reigns. I would okay. have Cody take one title. No. And then the next night, no. he tells, tells Sammy if they can win the tag titles, then he'll give him a shot at the title. And then him and Owens win the tag belts, and then he goes takes the other title. With an assist from The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> My neck is going to hurt if I fake it any harder at you, sir. <laughs> Where where do I start telling you how wrong you are, my friend? Uh, <laughs> I'll start with splitting the belts up. I uh, I can't get behind them splitting up the titles. Uh, I think number one, there needs to be one belt. I think they need to just consolidate it, bring back. I Cody tweeted up the Wind Eagle belt not too long ago. I, I wouldn't be mad if they brought that back and made that the world well, title. Well, as long I don't. It doesn't matter that much, I, I guess. It gives somebody something to do, though. Like, when you have one champion bouncing between shows, you have all these top-level guys now that have nothing to do. And because Not wrestling true. has... But there's no storylines that don't revolve around belts anymore. Every once in a while, you have somebody mad at somebody else, but how long do those actually last? 
you got like Bray and um, what's his nuts? L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. Eli, Eli and, th- and that you saw Eli. how that how well that worked. They don't know how to book without a belt. And if you don't have two heavyweight titles, you have Rollins, you have Lesnar, you have all these guys just basically, re- you know, trying to orbit around it. And it, I like two belts, but I like them actually being defended. Well, with the whole Reigns thing, he's on he's on TV like even more sparingly than I thought he would be, and good for him because that's that's how you work a contract, <laughs> yeah, right? If now if that's he, how he got his contract, Hogan work, was never on TV. Yeah, but I think now it used to be if you weren't on TV, it was fine. It was it built suspense, it built intrigue. That when is he going to come back? But I think now fans at least need to see you on the show. And Reigns isn't even there. Like he doesn't cut a like he does. He's not sending in a promo from home. You don't hear him talking over the phone. You know, at least you could put him on speakerphone. But they're not doing that, and it's just boring. And Roman Reigns is boring when he's not like on TV. And when he's in a match, those matches also boring. <laughs> Like his character, now, though, is exciting. Like the way he cuts a promo, the look, facial expressions he uses, mm-hmm. his posture, it's all like he is doing like top to your work that way. But like you got to have him on TV to do that. And it's fine. I don't care if he only works two nights a week. Let him make him be there two nights a week. I, if I were Fox or USA, I would be upset. <laughs> Well, isn't that oh, part of the Roman's reason? On. Wasn't that part of the reason right. they that they were complaining that USA was complaining because yeah. Roman was on SmackDown and USA said no, we want the belt on our channel too. And yeah, well, that's why they split the belts because they wanted. I don't. That's the other thing. I don't see how USA stands there and just says, "Oh yeah, one title, that's fine." If I were them, I would say, "You're on the network. We have a little bit of sway here. We need a belt back." defended and shown every week you don't have to defend it every week but you need to at least show it off well that's where if you have say cody takes the bell at mania i think cody's the kind of guy that would go he put in the work he'd go to both shows with it and he would probably like what they're doing with roman right now they basically got him running two storylines at once with sammy on smackdown cody on raw and, well, uh, it's Dreamer, Spicoli, and Raven. <laughs> He's right. I love like your obscure right. ECW references. Oh, I love it. It's just Dreamer, Spicoli, and Raven. Like, and well, Tommy was also running a program with, I think, Brian Lee at the same time. Probably. Tommy was feuding with everybody. <laughs> but it was Jack, mostly Bruce Brothers, Raven, Brian Lee. Funker was at the end of that, but it was mostly like Spicoli and Raven. Dudley's. They were, and like, so it was that same feeling of like just one guy, like, but Roman is the heel, and I don't think it works as well. I, the way Cody cuts promos now, and the way just the, it it's just, I I think you have to do something with Sammy though, because Sammy Zayn's never going to be any hotter than he is now, and Cody is as hot as he's ever been, and probably ever will. He might, he might get hotter. 
But I don't think Sami Zayn's ever going to get hotter than he is right now. So if you don't strike now with him, but if you don't give Cody the title at Mania, I'm not sure what you do with him. So here's here's what I think about that, because I agree with Sammy's red hot right now. But you could put the belt on Sammy if you want to, but I don't know that he is the long term draw to hold that title. What oh, I he wouldn't have would it. Happen, he wouldn't have it forever. He would have it no. for a few months, but so here's what here's what I'm thinking. So Sammy's got Roman in his hometown at the chamber. I if it was me booking, and like I said, I'm I'm no booker. I would have Sammy lose by DQ. I just have him just go off on Roman, use a chair, just beat the shit out of him, beat up the rest of the bloodline, get him get Roman away from Sammy for Mania to do his program with Cody. Cody wins the bell from Roman. Now Roman can heat things up with Sammy. They they don't need a title for that feud. That feud is epic enough without having a championship. So they can do, and what I was saying last week is, I mean, they'll do KO and Sammy against the Usos of Mania. It's pretty much, uh, it's almost a lock at this point. And you can even put the belts on them. Then you can have Sammy have to go through the entire bloodline, have him have to wrestle solo in a street fight at some point. And stretch it out until you get to SummerSlam. Then you get him with Roman in a big, like a, not to be a gimmick match, could be, false gone anywhere, street fight, something. But I, they can stretch this it, out without having the title. I think what would be interesting is you take the angle with Jay and you either have, not maybe not this pay-per-view, but at Mania, you have Jay turn on Jimmy and super kick him or something when they go for they get you go for the one and done. And then at the next pay-per-view, you have a three on three Owens, Zane, Jay versus Jimmy, Solo, and Reigns in a street fight have, or something. And then have Jay turn on Sammy and KO and go back with the bloodline. No, just be done. You know. I'm done. Ah, with sorry. The bloodline. I, like, I wanted to do it in horseman style, my friend. I'm done with the bloodline. But, uh, I'm done. That whole angle has went so long that there's nothing else that can be done with it. They've held those titles. They've wrestled every match. The only way to freshen up the Usos is to make them singles for a while, and then make them be the singles wrestlers. So, Solo will be fine on his own. Reigns needs to to be gone for a while or he needs to lose a few times before he should be back in the picture. It's just or well, I'm it, not saying keep Reigns in the title picture for a while. Yeah. I just think Jimmy and I mean you could have a Jimmy and Jay feud where they actually feud. I mean with the Briscoes you saw how good that always is. Matt and Jeff that was always good one versus one. It's yeah. brothers fighting. They're going to throw some potatoes. It's going to oh, be fun for everybody. As good as Jeff can bring you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sloppy Jeff. Sloppy Jeff. There's indeed. only so much. I, I just wonder how they're going to handle it with the fact that Sammy won the tag titles with Jay. Because remember on Raw two weeks ago before Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He Jimmy got it. hurt. He, he subbed yeah. in, yeah. So I'm interested to see how that all plays out, too. Well, you could always work it that, you know, he's got a piece of it or something somehow. 
I don't know. I think they'll keep that as just a one, a no pun intended, one and done thing. Uh, well, oh, and you know they won't all Sammy be. doesn't have the right they... Shut You don't up. want Yukon Cornelius to be the world champion, Dwayne? <laughs> and I don't I, say uh, he's ain't, but speaking of the right, ball. no. Speaking of the right look, I don't care about anything at Mania as much as I care about Beth and Edge versus Rhea and Finn at Chamber. Oh, Chamber? Because yeah. that, that's going to be that's gonna... like, Beth's just be jacked out of her mind right now. Oh, yeah. Edge is looking great. They're, and But it's still weird to me that you have that angle that sat there that long and Beth versus Rhea one-on-one. I That, to me, now it's just to me, maybe. But that's a draw to me. Like that's that draws money because it's not you just got a, you, Gary. <laughs> you got a Hall of Famer that everybody on the internet, everybody, every wrestling fan wants to see actually go to war one more time at least. And you got Rhea Ripley, the hottest woman wrestler on the planet. They both wrestled men in their time. They both were like the strongest women of their times. Just I don't I get but I would rather see Rhea wrestle beth and even if she beats beth it doesn't really matter that still i think makes her more than winning a title i think she is made a made man if you will <laughs> made wool man if she beats beth made, mom, made mommy yeah <laughs> well i think i think looking at that i guess the way i kind of see that is if she did beat beth that it's it's kind of like the glam is on passing the torch on to the next yeah. Female badass, yeah. quote unquote. So. I don't think Beth would have any issue putting Rhea over. Not no. at all. Well, because Beth's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, knows what Dwayne, she knows. Uh, okay, I don't think they ever announced a Finn Edge match in a Hell in a Cell at the Royal Rumble. Unless I'm missing something. I think that I was just a rumor, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, that was just I a mean, rumor, buddy. The uh, tag match will be fine, but I still, yeah. And after the tag match, you could have got another match like Finn and Edge at, at Mania, and then Beth and Rhea at at Mania. I mean, but if now, but now you have unless you put somehow put Beth Phoenix in the title picture, but that's still going to be a three way dance. I was going to say, I, and well, here's what I think. So, if you want to give Beth one more title run, I'm all for it because she deserves that too. Because, good Lord, she was the only person, like her and Trish and Mickey, were the only people that could work. Yeah. And she just worked. She was so good and got nothing for yeah. it. Like, yeah. Uh, I think, the like I said, the tag match I agree with for the Chamber. What I would do is I would have Rhea win the title from, uh, well, actually, honestly, I would have had Rhea beat Bianca, not Charlotte. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. So, I, I don't disagree. know. Maybe have... I think Charlotte no, I'm, I'm is okay. going to be your draw with that. Well, no, that's... And here's the... I'm, and I made a point uh, when I was on the uh, 1130, because this came up, and I said, I wonder if they don't feel that Bianca and Rhea would be a main event caliber, like, draw. So they yeah. think Charlotte is, is the draw there, so she would be the main event. Uh, I'd like my, to see them headline night one of WrestleMania, but I think they're gonna. I think it's gonna be Charlotte Good. and Rhea night one, then Sammy and or Sammy Cody and Roman <laughs> night two. 
Uh, but yeah, I, so you can have Rhea win the belt from Charlotte. Charlotte doesn't need a belt. She's over like crazy anyway. So have Rhea win at Mania, then say Backlash or Extreme Rules, whatever that next pay-per-view is, then have Rhea defend against Beth. Because Beth didn't retire because she had to. She chose to, to paraphrase Mark Briscoe last week. Didn't have to kick him in the balls. He chose to. Uh, <laughs> so, the feud is building. I think the feud has been building. It's uh, there's you don't take a concerto and then just do a tag match and be done with it. You, there's you know, there's got to be something else in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So although I was surprised this, that Edge was gonna, it was Finn and Rhea. If it was me, I think I would have put Priest in there instead yeah. of Finn. And then Finn and Priest is in the chamber. But uh, oh, that's I right. thought it. That's right. I thought it. It could or have Dom. been Rhea and Dom. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, Rhea and Dom might have been more fun because then, like, yeah, then you get Ray coming out and interfering, or yeah, which they still could because I imagine Dom will be in their corner, so yeah. maybe Ray will pop up. And, uh, and Booyaka, Blaine, Booyaka. You see Cody going over at WrestleMania. Uh, Cody's oh, winning at WrestleMania, Dwayne. Dwayne, there is a second E in WrestleMania, my friend. Uh, but I'm not going to pick on you. <laughs> But, but yeah, Cody. I think Cody's going over. I think I think he has to. Cody's going over now, at WrestleMania. Yeah. So our I've Royal seen... Rumble discussion kind of took a turn, but that's all right. Uh, I think we covered all does. we really need to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Rumble matches were fun. Not a whole lot to write home about as, outside of like Gunther and Cody on the men's side. Uh, I thought Don. I was, was surprised great to in the see Rumble. Logan. Well, I was surprised I to see Logan he might Paul. Be there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was still hurt. That, but... What? I thought he was still hurt. I mean, oh yeah, I did too. I would sure must have be out must not been as bad as they thought it was. Or well, he's only twenty yeah. something, so yeah, right. He's young. He's got <laughs> they the... heal. And yeah. I wasn't expecting Booker T either. That was a nice surprise. He was only in there was... for. And actually, I've got the time on my phone. He was he under was a minute and a half. <laughs> he was in it for forty-one seconds. Forty-one he, seconds. He said 41 that. Seconds. He said that's his swan song. He's finally done. And... Yeah. Uh, I mean, men's match longest was Gunther, 71 minutes, 40 seconds. Not counting Rey Mysterio, who didn't actually get into the match. The shortest time was Baron Corbin at seven seconds. Has anybody <laughs> has anybody legitimately timed the women's rumble? Because like Mark messaged me during it, it was on Titan time. Yeah. Like that was definitely not like actual minutes or seconds. Like it I'm... just seemed like it was like, hey, that was two minutes, right? Sure. <laughs> like Oh, I thought they went did they I thought they went a minute and a half now. Oh, do they? I think it's still I think it's, it's still two minutes, finger quotes. Yeah, it's a minute but and a half. <laughs> yeah. these days, I, I want to go back and watch again with us with stopwatch and actually time how long between entries. Just to see how close they are to actually being on time. And then with the women, like it was you know in the back they're like run, 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 yeah. run. <laughs> like get down. All there. of them ran except for Naya. All yeah. of them ran except all, for Naya. All the men. Well, Naya's not much of a runner. No. All the, <laughs> all the men were taking their sweet time. All the women were just right. Nikki and it that down there. <laughs> yeah. Although so, I will say with... they used Brock the best way they possibly could, though. I thought the way yeah. they put him in there was great. Although I was wrong because we started taking bets on when Brock was going to come, which number Brock was coming out at, and I said fifteen, so I was off by two. Or three. Yeah. So, well, I mean, but, that, that makes up for a few years ago when he somehow won the Rumble without ever entering the Rumble. Like he just beat up somebody and took their spot. 
It's like uh, it's not how that works. Well, <laughs> it's, that was Naya a couple of years was, ago yeah. too, when she took out that was, our troops. Yeah, that was Becky. Yeah. That was Becky. She yeah, no, Becky, Becky was Lana. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Naya Jax. That was the same so, deal though. Naya at least she had Naya beat up Truth. Naya yeah. beat up Truth and took a spot. Then yeah, Brock. I think just I don't know who he beat up, but he wound up getting number thirty last year and winning the whole thing. After he'd already lost. I knew he was going to do yeah. it. But well, he lost his match. He lost the title, yeah. and then he came and won the Rumble. So, that's, yep. It's 101. You know who I miss? got to go over. The one the people I kind of missed that I was surprised there wasn't any NXT guys. Yeah, that kind of yeah. bummed me out. I was hoping that, for I thought, that. that. I thought Braun I was hoping Breaker for Braun. would be in there. Yeah. And, uh, I thought Braun. I thought Carmelo would be in there. Yeah, uh, yeah no, Ziggler, I, Ziggler was missing. I was surprised he wasn't in there. Uh, so. That was a couple. There were actually, I, I, I can say there were too many tag teams in the Rumble. Street yeah. Profits, Alpha Academy, uh, you know, they were just and more that I can't think of off the top of my head. But Sheamus yeah, and McIntyre. Well, they're not really a tag team. They're two singles guys teaming up. Okay. Oh, well, don't don't get Mark started on his New Day. His New Day was teams, in there. Yeah. His tag teams that aren't tag teams. <laughs> I, I'm almost in the same boat. There's a, there's a difference between thrown together tag teams and tag teams. Okay, so what but, did Kofi mess up that was supposed to happen for his was, for his? He was think it, to, land he was in the to chair. Land on the chair. I think the Xavier chair was supposed to hold it, right? But Kofi basically jumped right at Woods, and Woods <laughs> tried to move the chair, right. and it and just, just yeah. Because they brought you know, it up, take, they're like. Only one foot touched the floor, and it was like, right. and, then, and then you never like, heard yeah. any more about it. It was no, like, okay. they just, yeah, right, yeah. It was like last year. Like, well, if you're gonna do angles like that, you want to film it, but yeah. but don't put it on screen until you know it worked. Because <laughs> right. nobody, I mean, only the people watching and only ones really close are gonna actually see it. And so then That's... you just creatively cut. Because last year when he jumped to the guardrail. If you wouldn't have had a camera right on his feet and like immediately cut to it, you would have never known his foot touch. Yeah. But instead, you have a great, you have uh, one slight little slip, and then you done. (laughs) So dumb. Where's Keith Mitchell when you need him? Uh, That's what made me really nervous about the end of the women's match when Rhea did that spot where she was holding on to the top rope with her feet flipped. Yeah. I was like, oh, she could have easily touched both feet, but she only touched one. Well, yeah, she's real tall. So. Yeah. Some somebody was just trying to come. Oh, she touched both feet, and they showed a picture. You could see it was a shadow. Yeah, on the, on the ground. So it's like, come on, pal. Okay, but yeah, she she was very crafty, and she was she did a hell, that finish was the best part of that ladies' rumble with all three of them on the apron like that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that Oscar actually has something to do at Mania because. Well, Mark and I are marking out just because Kana's back. Right. Yeah. I, I was thinking. Oh, you weren't the only one. I'd, so, I'd like her to be the one to win the chamber match and yeah. go on with Bianca. I Yeah, and then Ooh, beat be Bianca. Good. I want Bianca Belair around. Yeah. I just don't want her as a face. No, she's. I want her as the heel she was in NXT. She was a great heel in NXT. Fantastic. Because she was cocky and confident, as she should be, because she is just a physical specimen who keeps getting better and better. But man, like yep. she's just not that white bread baby face that they're wanting her to be. And Asuka is like right now she's super hot because people wrestling fans do know that gimmick. And mm-hmm. she can be that that weird face, you know, that Probably. that can take the title and run with it. 
literally, like literally right now. Yeah. <laughs> but but then that can turn Bianca make her a heel. And you, she can get the belt back from her at some point. Huh. You can have them traded a few times. It doesn't matter, but she's just I, not she's not cut out for the the kind of the, face. The baby face is getting getting old with Bianca. Yeah. What I want to see, I want to see her and the Prophets go heel. All three of them. Yeah. The Street Prophets are due for a heel turn. Start a, I mean, might as well start a faction. Everybody's starting a faction today, Mark. We might as Mindy, you want to start a faction? Sure. <laughs> Doesn't everybody start a faction now? Well, if uh, we're going to start a faction, Dwayne, we should Dwayne, probably go to wrong, AEW. Wrong show, buddy. <laughs> wrong show, Dwayne. Uh, join us tomorrow, Dwayne, on the, uh, for the Zero One shootout, and we'll talk about this more if you want. Well, if we start a faction in WWE, it'll be three people. If we start one in AEW, we'll need Eight. like seven more people. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to need like more people. We'll get Dallas okay. Preacher. We'll get uh, we'll get you to be Carrot. Fenders. Uh, no, nah, uh, well, okay. He's kind of a, used, he's kind of a loner. Hangs out in the woods so, a lot. Well, but here's the thing, though. I, I used to armchair book for a lot of the indie no. shows. Oh, People yeah. People do that? Yeah. Heck, yeah. So we used to book, and uh, I had came up. I had a faction. My faction was called Any Means Necessary. So uh, I think I had, at one point, I had seven people in it. But there was a reason I had seven people in it, and that was because I needed somebody to hold each of the titles. So, <laughs> good reason. And I was the manager. When you're the booker and you're a member of a faction, that's just, that's, that's well, risky. <laughs> it was a good time, though. Unless you're Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Dusty Rhodes. And totally. I, I can't say it without a list. <laughs> Uh, Menders didn't get to see the uh, exchange last night between Cody and Paul Heyman. Oh, I thought was, it was freaking magnificent. It was real good. It was so good. You could. All right, it I'll looked make sure like to Cody. Watch it when we get done. It looked like Cody legitimately took Paul by surprise. Yeah, probably did. Which you never surprise Paul. Yeah. You definitely never get emotion out of Paul. Yeah. And he was blubbering like a, as Jerry Lawler would call him, a Paulus. <laughs> I wish I could have taken credit for that when I told Stacy that last night, but I had to give Jerry his uh, his credit on that one. Okay, so what, since uh, we're talking about the Rumble matches, are we going to talk about the uh-huh. slump that was in between the two Rumble matches? Oh, that's the Rumble. A bit of a to slump. me, that's the that's the Rumble slump. To me, like it was terrible. I, I love the Royal Rumble matches, and I'm glad there's two of them now because for some reason, I always just it's been probably my favorite pay-per-view because you, you always get those weird pairings and every once in a while you'll get a surprise comeback. But like the matches at the Royal Rumble are always like super short or awful. And it's because awful. everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's paid so much attention now, especially you have one at the beginning, one at the end. You have yeah. so much energy expended watching that first match, watching to see who's flying over the ropes, watching to see who's coming in. Popping for this, well, popping for that. that yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, those next matches, I mean, it could be like, you know, Frank or Carl Gotch come back from <laughs> the great beyond versus Jerry Briscoe. I'm in <laughs> and it's not going to matter. It could be Bruiser Bell Bruiser, and Billy Robinson. It could be Bruiser Brody versus the promoter that stabbed him in the shower and it, you you're you're not going to get much of a you're not, yeah you're not going to get much out of that <laughs> but yeah those matches though were just 
like the lights out match. I I couldn't I have, get into it. I have respect for the attempt. It was Lisa yeah. was different. Bray looked pretty cool. LA Knight went out of his way to be like a glow stick. <laughs> and <a> yeah. highlighter. <laughs> but like everything took it was either way too way too quick or it just took way too long. Like Uncle Howdy yeah. doing the elbow. Everything Uncle Howdy does takes just a little too long. Like all of his like show when he shows up, he laughs a little too long. Like I'm a big I don't know if it's the singer in me that like if like in a song, if there's too many repetitions of a verse just to my ear, it bugs me. So like in wrestling, especially if you if you're if you're out there just a little too long or you show up a little too quick, to me that's a big thing. And like the whole Uncle Howdy thing has just been it's yeah, been stretched too long. Yet. It's just it should have it should have been off the line by now. And it just hasn't right. seemed to because you I haven't explained to do with it. You don't explain anything about it, which hey, there I know there's a mystery, but why is he there? What is he? Who is he? What's he doing? What is he to Bray? Is Bray listening to him? Is he just another one of Bray's buddies? Bray's not doing brother. Yeah. Is it is it a rotunda? Is it Vincent? <laughs> I don't I, I need to know oh, something. That would it's be just... horrible if it came back and it was Vince. Vincent. Oh, oh Vincent oh, from hey, ROH. No, oh, I was Vincent. I thought you meant... I don't know why I thought you said Vincent like Virgil. No, because I haven't seen Vincent on TNA lately. So I'm now yeah. people thinking it might be him. I think they said he was in attendance at like NXT, like in the crowd. Hmm. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> uh, this is a great analogy. It's like those family guy bits that go on too long. It's like the knee. That's like yeah, Peter knee. and his knee. <laughs> or the chicken fight. Yeah, the yeah. chicken fight. <laughs> well, uh, yes, fr- yes, Dwayne, like ain't no sunshine, <laughs> like. Yeah, that that's one of those songs where I'm like, eh. like I guess I won't music, tell you what song we're learning he... next. I I know, I know, I know, why, I know. Why did we I, have I a know. concert in the middle of the Royal Rumble? Um, in the middle, it was right before the main event. Marvel. Yeah. Now, Mark, you, you went back and watched that, right? Yeah. So you, because you you had taken a break and you missed it originally. I was in the other room originally. I went back and, and I watched it again. And I'm just all capsing Mark in the chat. This is the worst thing I have ever heard. <laughs> or it seen. was Roseanne National Anthem bad. It was <laughs> bad. And you took up. Awful. You didn't put that on the pre-show where you could have bumped something or put no. made it special time. No. That was 15. That was a match. <laughs> it was. That was. That was something you could have put on the end of Bianca's match. You could have gave that to the Fiend. You could have had anything else. Because then the Rumble could at least get the crowd back after that abomination. I would rather hear Jeff Hardy sing than that again. (laughs) He's actually not bad. (laughs) Jeff Hardy, that is. Jeff Hardy. Uh, Yeah, I'm not a Jeff Hardy fan. In or off stage. Yeah, that was was awful. Just just, thought the concert sucked. I agree. Yeah, it was just awful. Next year, they need to get aha in there for Dwayne. <laughs> just take on me and repeat. <laughs> I'm sure they open and close all their concerts with take on me. Probably. 
and then have a mon they have a montage in the middle of it (laughs) yeah (laughs) they do that was that was terrible worst part of the show and that includes the uh it was one song but it was uh it was awful well i mean one song too many see that's the thing like when when you talk about bands now like they're like oh well that guy's in the street but it is hard enough to play live if you have good sound. Like Mark and I play in bars, and man, it is. If we we'll, we have to turn the speakers towards us yeah. so we can hear because it gets loud. I can't imagine what it's like to play in the middle of a stadium with people screaming. But if you're already awful <laughs> and then you're playing like that, it's going to sound even worse. And worse than awful is apparently hearty. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then the, you have the to take the time TV. to put all the ropes back on the ring because you took them all down for his yeah. stupid performance. Yeah. So not go not go go goa go go goa. Is that another one of the bloodline? Dwayne? <laughs> I don't know. I believe you said about the go goes. I don't know which one. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the wife sees me right now. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. I'm trying to be subtle, but there is no subtle thing. No, <laughs> you'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, I... and this may not be popular opinion, and I hate to go back to it, but uh, Logan Paul has officially taken over the Buckshot Lariat. I'm just saying, he does yeah. it so much better than Hangman does. Yes. <laughs> he, hey, a lot sorry. Of that people do better than I. Love, I love Hangman. Yeah. There's so much about Hangman that needs to be changed. Work. Number one, no more butterfly glittery jeans on the promos. Uh, and if, if you're going to do the, uh, what is it, the dead eye, don't drop yeah. people on their head. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> There's a thought. Or do it knees first through a table. That I know you're young. He did He did that to but... Briscoe in that match. It took a big chunk out of his knee. Because well, his knee that... pad was slipped down. What do you know? Like... <laughs> You got a 230-pound guy on a 230-pound guy, knees first through a wooden table. How how would anything dumb ever happen with that, Mark? Mindy, can you yeah. can you can you tell me how dumb would happen with that? Everything. Everything the only, dumb. The, the only person that can make it dumber would be Darby Allen. And he could find Possibly. a way to make that dumber. Just, yeah. The stupid hey. factor would just increase exponentially. It's just... <laughs> hey, uh, Gary, speaking of doing dumb things in the ring, I don't know if you saw this or not. Kota oh, Ibushi geez. has revealed he will be opening a school. Uh, 800,000 yen for six months, including room, meals, and tuition. And then Is that like $8,000? Like $8, $800,000 like is like 80000 Wow, or eight thousand. I hope it's not eighty thousand. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's more like eight grand. I, I'm like looking that. it up right now. All I know on. is nine hundred ninety-nine yen is nine dollars and ninety-nine cents because that's the New Japan World uh, Exchange rate. No, but yeah, if there's, I can think of about a million people I'd rather have teaching me how to wrestle than Kota Ibushi. He is spectacular, but also spectacularly stupid. He just does so many dumb things. Yeah, he just All right. hate to cut in. Uh-huh. I got six thousand dollars. Oh, six Ooh. grand! But that's room and board too. 
Yes, room, board, and food. You know, because it was eight hundred thousand, right? Yeah, eight hundred. Yeah, eight hundred thousand yen. Eight hundred k. Yeah. Yeah. So eight hundred thousand yen to USD is six thousand one hundred fourteen dollars and thirty eight cents. So to live in, I'm assuming his house for six months, <laughs> and tuition for his school that's six thousand dollars. Well, bad. I mean, I mean, Undertaker got the train in some dude's front yard. That's so, so like, yeah. He didn't even get the house. Well, if you trained with Moolah back in the day, you got to stay in all kinds of people's houses. <laughs> oh, Gary. <laughs> I knew where I caught it. I was just going to keep my mouth shut. I knew what he was saying. <laughs> oh. Stacy, Stacy has my back. I kid, I kid. Not really, because that actually happened. Okay, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> oh, professional wrestling. You gotta uh, love it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Kota Ibushi, like, dude is incredible. Like, he could be the best wrestler in the world, but he just takes unnecessary risks. Like, he, he's got the look. He's got the physique. I don't know what his promos are like. It doesn't really matter in Japan. Hard to decipher. But it's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing I feel. And it's it's not just because I I'm a less is more guy. And I'm not that old to not because I watch Ray in in Mexico when he was young, and Ray. It's like a lot of Ray's. Okay. Ray and Ray and Psychosis and those Born crazy in. six mans they did, Movie. and I love Lucha. I love the Super Juniors in Japan. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Ultimo Dragon. Yes, like he's in my top five. He is just amazing. But when you watched him. In those tournaments, he would do something super crazy, like a double moonsault. Mm-hmm. And but like everything he did had purpose. He wasn't dropping himself on his head. Mm-hmm. He was he was technically right on everything. And you can you should be able to do that because you have to have longevity. Like I can't see how guys like Omega and Osprey, like they're not even. Like they're Omega's in his thirties, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But like Osprey's just heading there. He's, Ibushi's heading there. If he's there. thirty, he's early thirties. Yeah. And they've already had fairly major injuries, right? And they just keep doing. Like you can do strong style without killing yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and, Osprey's smartened up a little bit though. His style's changed since yeah. he's been back. But when when you have the look that Ibushi's got. And you have like the star power that he's capable of. Just man, somebody get him by the collar and just say, You gotta slow down. Like yeah. even Daniel Bryan finally at like age forty something has realized that I can't do he can't keep doing stupid stuff. No. Like when uh, he came back before, he thought, Oh, I can do all this dumb stuff. But no, it didn't work out well for him because he had to, you know, he was still getting hurt. You gotta just Take a step back, yeah. And and, Dan, uh, and Brian's amazing right now. Like yes, he's doing probably the best work of his career. Yeah, mm-hmm. doing the best work of his career, and is basically mat based. Every yeah. once in a while, he throws a German or something. No or more headbutts. No more headbutts. And if you're going to throw one every once in a while, make it count for something. Right. I mean, you used to watch pay per view. I used to watch pay per views just so I could see the three moves that nobody ever got to do. <laughs> like each guy would have like three moves that they never did unless it was a pay-per-view and so you would see like some you know you would see their like super 
you know, move in the middle of the match because they never got to do it on Raw. They never got to do it on Nitro, you know. We, Jericho uh, was Claudio, throwing it. Claudio did the UFO of Mania a couple years ago. Yeah. But now pay-per-views aren't as special because you got guys throwing everything <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And, a... and then it's like, well, what are we going to do the one-up that? Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to one-up yourself. You don't have to say, you don't, although the Ricochet, Logan Paul, like meeting in the middle was spectacular because that's, that's yeah. a 10-foot ring. That's a long way. Or is that 20 foot? It's a 20 foot ring. Definitely so, yeah, that's, that's, that's a 10, 10 feet. That's 10 feet. <laughs> that's 10 feet to the middle. Right. That's a long way. That's and a long it's way spectacular. Yeah. But now everybody on in the Indies is going to be doing that in like a 16 foot ring. Uh huh. Or like it's colliding at full ring. speed. And then that's just going to be a spot. Yeah. Like and a Canadian you'll, destroyer. You'll, you'll, yeah. Canadian Destroyer, PD Williams, you hit get hit with a Canadian Destroyer, looked awesome, you were out. You got hit by a diamond cutter, you were out. You got hit by you got hit by like Hayabusa's dragon suplex back in the day. He would pin you with that. It's a dragon suplex. He's that was his finish as a dragon suplex for a long time. But now Kenny Omega is throwing 14 Snapdragon suplexes a match. Yeah. And I'm not over exaggerating uh, that number because no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. He just, you're not. Or like the V trigger knee. That as much should be a finish. As, as much as I like to rag on Omega, that is a beautiful move. Yes. And he always executes it great. I would rather see him that as a finish than the one wing angel. Yeah. Because to me, that's just Too much a, setup. That's just a Michinoka driver to me. It's like a. I like the Rubik's Cube better, uh, yeah. Danny Daniels. But. Uh, but I would rather see the V trigger knee as his finish. Yeah. It's a big move. But he does shot. it like eight times a match. And so what are you going to do? Just throw it 16 times a match? You have to, or, well, I'm going to have this happen and this happen with the chair. Why? Yeah. <laughs> just, just don't do as much every time you wrestle. And then people will, will forget. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, he does the V trigger knee. Well, it's because you can't show it all the time. And Ibushi is, I'm hoping he learns that because, man, he, he's got a big future. It's just, can't kill yourself. What what I would like to see, I want to see Ibushi and Omega team up again. Because I'm not a big fan of either one of them the singles, but I love the tag team, uh, the Golden Lovers. And yeah. I could see that happening in AEW at some point. Bring back. The Golden Elite is what they were in New Japan when Omega was the champ there. It was him, Omega, or him, Ibushi, and the Bucks. It was like a four-team, four-man team. They could do that in AEW because you know Tony loves his factions. AJ yeah. bro- Dwayne, AJ broke his ankle. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a broken <laughs> ankle. He's out for a while, Dwayne. I was trying to get the find an opening to answer your question. Sorry about that. So he's going to be out for a while. There it is. Broken ankle. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. Here. You're an asset as always. <laughs> what do we have left there, Marcus? It's like, let's I, get on with this. <laughs> well, I just I don't know where we're even at. I don't have the uh, the notes. So Oh, oh we really oh, have no notes. We're just going with we're, it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're flying on the seat of our pants here, Gary. Uh, let's talk about uh, Vengeance Day this past weekend. Uh I know Benders has uh, has opinions. 
I do. Uh, I have quite a few opinions on this. Actually. Gary, did you see the show? Uh, no, I haven't even seen the... I forgot to get the results. I was going to watch it on Peacock. Then I realized it wouldn't matter. It would just load the entire time. So Right, right, right. <laughs> You've had issues with that lately. Uh, yeah. Overall, good show. I thought uh, best match of the night was the first match. Uh, Dijak and Wesley... We're gonna we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. I love Dijak. He's he's my guy. I love Dijak. I have no problems with Dijak. I didn't like the spot at the end with the chair and the broom and the Italians. It... Which, out of context, <laughs> Gary, I... <laughs> Gary's like, "What in the world am I'm I getting like, myself was this... into?" I was like, "Is this a scene from Casino?" Like, <laughs> so let me, is, let me paint a is picture a, for is you. Is there a vice involved? Yeah, with paint this? the picture. <laughs> I got your head in a fucking vice. No, it's a. <laughs> It's a. Uh, I'll be paying a picture for you. So, is Dijak, Wesley Irish? <laughs> <laughs> well, Wesley is an Irish name, I think. But uh, no. So, Dijak super kicks Wesley on the floor. Super kick. Another one of those moves we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, one of those that used to be up, a good finisher. Right. Yeah. Sets him up yeah. in a chair, puts the stick across the arms of the chair to kind of like strap him in. Right. Yeah. So, and Wesley, for some reason, doesn't just scoot back. I thought, why not just. But so anyway, Dijak goes to the top rope to do a moonsault onto the floor on him. Uh, for some reason, Tony D'Angelo and Stack of Dimes comes out and push Wesley out of the way and take the moonsault for him. I mean, I guess they're feuding with Dijak right now, but yeah, but yeah. So then that leads to Dijak going uh, taking the taking a fall from from Wesley losing the match. It just seemed kind of out of nowhere, and I didn't like it. Did did you want, did you get to Dijak see to a picture? Did you see a picture of Dijak's finger? I did. Dislocated yeah. finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't that pretty? Squeamish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pretty. Well, also, not for nothing, Bray did the same thing at the Rumble. He posted a picture also. He, he dislocated what? his finger. Bray yeah, Wyatt okay. dislocated his finger also. But oh, poor. I don't know where because I couldn't see a damn thing in that right? match. Okay, so here's my thing. I have okay. a big problem with Wesley. I don't have a huge problem with Wesley. I know that's what he's known for. But all of his flippy floppy crap is if you can do it and be safe about it, fine, go for it. Mm-hmm. He's not doing it safely. There was a quite a few times that it looked like somebody fell on their head, fell on their not the way that they were supposed rock. to go. Yep, that was so dumb. Yeah. So if dumb. I, if I never see another poison Rana again for 20 years, that's gonna be too soon. Yeah. And that's uh, the part that was frustrating for me is because the more I see Wesley, I'm like, I guess it's kind of like what you're talking about Coda. Stop doing stupid stuff. Do shit you yeah. know how to do. Call it good. Yeah. Uh, and I know that's uh, what yeah. he's known for, but I know yeah. a bunch of indie wrestlers that do that type of stuff that, in my opinion, now, are better. But I'm, I'm going to give Wesley the benefit of the doubt because he was on Busted Open yesterday uh, talking with Bully Ray and Ligreca. And he actually said that one of the things he wants to improve on is his technical wrestling. So it sounds like he's going to try to get more if of that he, in there and maybe get away from the high flying a little bit. If I he can know. get away from the high, I mean, you still want to have the high flying stuff. I understand that. something. Got to have a little sizzle. You, you got to have something, you know? <laughs> right? You sell the sizzle. Now I want steak. So, <laughs> but watching that today, because I watched it today, I'll be sure. I watched it today. And it was like, as I watched it, I like cringe every time I saw something, you know, something that didn't quite look right. I, it was just uncomfortable to watch for me. So I'll rephrase. So 
maybe the match wasn't the best match, but Dijak, I think, gave the best performance. Oh, I love Dijak. On his end. Uh, cage match, I'm... I thought, was was fun. Cage match was fine. Uh, I like that Carmelo went too straight on Apollo. That really does a lot to build him up. Because he's apparently going for uh, the title now. Yeah. Well, did they just send Apollo down to NXT to get buried? I think they sent him down to, to put people over. I think that's his, that's his over? main job. Yeah. Okay. Because Apollo, when he, the first time he was in NXT, he was red hot. Yeah. Red hot. And then they sent they him up to the up. main roster. So now it's like he's have to rebuild again. Now they got him in a, put him in with uh, Dabakato now yeah. for a few which I like. Makes sense. You know, I, you know what? For the gimmick, the dumb African where he had to take on an accent and everything, he right. worked work that as well as anybody could work that. Hey, the, like, the accent was solid. That wasn't a bad accent. The accent was solid. He changed his, his whole demeanor. Right. He had an arrogance. His yep. wrestling, he's never been a bad wrestler. No, so I... Wrestler. I don't know why they can't figure out some, something to do with him, but it's just I I think right now you have an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, you have a right now, you have a lot of guys that can do a lot of things, and so if you're not top top tier right now, it's real hard to get yeah. your foot in the door. Right. Right now. My biggest got... thing, I say, my biggest thing with that was how often does an actual character go over anymore? Sami yeah. Zayn's like, the first like, one in a long time. Well, I mean, like just like. He was the Nigerian prince. Okay, right. tell me a high tier wrestler though that's not being a somewhat character of themselves, as opposed to being given something like the Nigerian prince, and you have to deal with this. Yeah, because he never gave a, he never gave me that vibe down in NXT. No, yeah. it was just, he was just, just him, and it was great. Well, it's yeah. like when Kofi one day just stopped talking Jamaican. <laughs> Jamaican. <laughs> Triple H called him out on it. It's like, yeah, that's just supposed to be Jamaican. Yeah, it wasn't Triple H supposed to be English, but... <laughs> yeah. No, he was never English. He was French in WCW. Oh, was he French? Jean-Paul Lebec. Oh. I was saying my Hunter find that, If I can find sleep. that promo, I'm I'm playing it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, it, it was a dumb Vince gimmick. Where it he's was. Like, it's like, oh, well, you're African-American, right? And he's like, well, yes, sir. I, I'm very clearly African-American. <laughs> All right, pal, I got a gimmick for you. <laughs> yeah. He's, Vince just... You ever been to Uganda? We've had a lot of good luck in Uganda. We had a guy from Mississippi. You've got to be kidding me. But yeah, so there's that. What what did you think of the tag team match, Mark? The, uh, the, I like not not okay. Let me let me specify the men's tag team match. The three way or four way with the, the four way uh, with Gallus and Pretty Deadly. Uh, chase you and do that. And uh, yeah, uh, best thing about that match was the finish. Uh, I love the Gallus one because I'm a big fan of Gallus. I love uh, Gallus. I like Chase. You. I didn't realize until like far longer than it should have that Andre Chase's uh, Harlem Bravado from Ring of Honor back in that ten years ago. <laughs> huh. But, I'm uh, really depressed on what they've done to Duke Hudson. Me too. I I like shouldn't him better. be in that. I like him as the gambler, you know. That was a cool gimmick. I like him have. as a real heel. Yeah. He was he has a very I've been waiting for face. him to turn on Andre for months. <sighs> well, let's hope it and, happens. And they gotta get rid of the chick. She's annoying as hell. 
Yes. Thea, what's her name? I, and, I don't uh, care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, my wife cannot. She would spit on the ground she walks on whenever she sees her on television. And then okay. I. Oh, did you find it? I did. Hang on. So we got to play this uh, real quick. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Not a very popular victory over this young man just now. Good and surely. Let me start by apologizing to all the people here today because I know the men, they see the look in the eyes of the women when John Paul walks into the building. They fall to the ground. They fall to their knees in awe of John Paul. Oh, come on. Now, let me ask you a question. I understand your background. I understand your expertise. What is your actual purpose for being here in the United States? Good done. I have had everything in my life. I have had the best education, all the money. I have had every woman I have ever wanted. But the one thing that I have never had is a championship. And that is why I am here to be the world champion of WCW. And if it is Hulk Hogan, I will take whoever it is in the way of you to become the world champion. Whatever step I have to take, I will take it to become the greatest of all time. Well, now a question in this regard. You're talking about you would like to become the world champion. I can understand that. But Steve Austin is US heavyweight champion. Lord Steven Regal, the world TV champion. You've got a lot of champions to go through if you want to get to somebody like Hulk Hogan. It does not matter to John Paul who is champion. Whatever step I have to take, I will take them all on. I do not care. Everyone I will take on to get the championship that I want. There you have it. The comments from Jean-Paul. We'll be back with more action right after we take this brief timeout. Oh my. <laughs> I have one question about this, and I've seen that clip millions of times. Gordon Soley is one of the most respected announcers in the history of professional wrestling. How did he keep a straight face during that interview? <laughs> yeah, there's no way I could have. There's no way I could. He's a professional. That's what he's there for. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, was this before? This was after terrorizing Dwayne. This was right, right before he went to WWF. Uh, and oh, he sounds like Mango. <laughs> My wife says <laughs> for you SNL fans. <laughs> yeah, Hunter was when he went to WWF. He had basically the same gimmick, but they just had him lose the accent, which was probably wise. Yeah, but yeah, that one of the most ridiculous things. That's probably the bane of his existence. I think Jericho played it on a podcast when Triple H was on there before. But yeah, that was from WCW, I want to say 94, if I had to guess. I think... It was uh, bad. It was bad. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Triple H, he's not a bad actor from what I've seen of, but yeah, don't play French, buddy. It's uh, <laughs> not good. I think that was Flair's fault, too. I think Flair made him a, a Frenchman, because Flair was booking. No, jeez. Well, he found out his name was Paul Lebeck. He's like, that's French. Woo! <laughs> In Flair's defense, he was probably hungover. <laughs> so, probably. Or drunk. He was pr or drunk. Or just plain flat out drunk at the time. So, like, 
you can't fault him for every decision he made because he was looking committee not in his right mind let's see he hasn't been in his right mind since 1982 <laughs> true but i'm not well, almost well almost dying 19 times will change a dude <laughs> yeah that's true not and necessarily for the better. way too yeah all right, Neither so back to vengeance. Can kill that man. He's back to vengeance day. Okay. Back to vengeance. He's got a punch card. <laughs> He's got like eight of them. <laughs> so, uh, I'm right. disappointed in what they're doing with Jensen and Briggs now. Yeah, I miss I'm, those I'm, guys. I'm, I'm not liking what they're doing with them. No, it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't get what they're doing with Jensen specifically. Briggs, I like. Mm-hmm. Jensen, he's just like. Like a puppy dog running around yeah. chasing what's her name. Yeah, I'm interested to see how all that plays out because I can never remember all their names. Yeah. Not what's what's uh, the girl's what's the girl's name that was originally uh, with Brent, with Briggs? Uh, Fallon Henley. Fallon, yeah. Right. I I, I like Fallon. Girl. Yeah, I like right. Fallon. I like but Kiana too. Kiana, I she's, she's a heel a and she's go. doing a very she's doing a very good job as a heel. Yes, but the fact that Fallon wanted to keep it legit and now They're she went behind her back and they didn't do legit kind of. yeah interested uh, to see what happens there yeah i hope one of the things that happens is the jensen shaves that oh god wispy little mustache off please please it's like the mustache i had in 1991 <laughs> yeah I, my, I think my thing is i i used to right before Vince took back over NXT was probably my favorite show on on wrestling it was it it ran like a well-oiled machine Gargano and all those guys were at the top of their game didn't seem like they wanted to go anywhere and that was fine with Triple H let's just have a show Uh, AEW was still kind of floundering TNA didn't really have much in the way of signings and then all of a sudden, Vince comes in and pops it all, like all four tires on the car. Starting over, pal. Starting over. And it just became a dumpster fire. And they're just <laughs> getting back yep. to like, and so like, I'm, I'm watching it more. I'm not fast forwarding as much. And I'm still trying to watch like T, like Impact. But like, man, it's, it's hard to get back into it. Like, cause it just broke my heart because it was so. It was really, really good. Like Black had, and gold NXT yep. was the best. It was yeah. really good. And like the wrestling was good. The storylines were good. They were simple. Mm-hmm. Like the best thing about NXT was probably to me like the whole toxic attraction angle, Mandy Rose. Yeah. Of course, that all I I just heard that interview today. <laughs> they they took the belt from her and then fired her the next day without any warnings. Yeah. And now she's made like $5 million. Yeah, they never gave her like a warning that was like, hey, if you don't take the website down, we're going to have to let you go. And <laughs> that was, sounds like it was uh, was legal like, eagles in the office. To, yeah, uh, that seems like that's a little weird for somebody who was your champion for 400 days. Right. That seemed to really enjoy wrestling. And at the time, that was her bread and butter. And, be, you know, the month that you fire her is the first month she makes a million dollars. And she seems like Vince's type. Now, now is <laughs> you're not going to get that back. So there's a few, a few stumbles, but like, 
yeah, I'm finally starting to get back into NXT and like, but I agree with Mindy that it's uh, like the Duke Hudson thing, like the Chase U thing is just kind of weird. Like he seems like a guy that can actually work. Was a worker, yeah. I I understand Braun Breaker being your champion for a while, but man, like, oh, what's his name? The Australian guy that he just fought, Waller. 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 Dude <sighs> is such a natural heel. Oh yeah, and he's really talented in the ring, and I think for, for at least for a while, we might have given that guy the given that guy the belt just to be your heel champ, make make Braun chase something because he's never really had to chase. He's always just can kind of came in and and yeah. rolled over everything. You got to give him a little bit of. He had a very small a chase with brought with Champa early. I say with Champa, there was a but little bit then, of a chase. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even chase Ziggler that much when he when they swapped the belt back and forth. Mm-hmm. He just got his rematch. Because I don't know what you do with Braun Breaker in, in on the main roster right now. He's just another What's big that? dude. I don't know what I, you do with yeah. Braun Breaker on the main roster. I'd send him after Austin Theory. Yeah, that'd make the most sense. Or Gunther. I wouldn't Ronald send him Gunther after Gunther. I'd rather see, um, like Seth and Gunther. I think they could tell a good story. If you if you got something to get it going, you have to have something to get it going though. Um, uh, not for nothing, not not for a feud, but I want to see a match between Gunther and Tazawa. Just because Tazawa would sell the shit out of those chops. There may not yeah, be a seller on the roster than I care at Tazawa right now. Well, I'm going to agree with Bari on his little comment. You want to throw it up there, the last one there, Mark? Uh, uh, let's see. That Ron one, will yeah. drop the belt to Carmella. Oh, Carmelo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think Carmelo's due. Yeah. Uh, well, Carmelo's got heat with Carmella now. Yeah. Apparently, she doesn't like that he's saying no is money. Oh. Oh, Veron Gunther had a match on NXT. I did not see that. I'll have to go back and find that. But uh, I think it would be good. Yeah. But yeah, so Melo, he's been just firing on all cylinders ever since, from day one, basically. So I think he, he needs to be their guy right now. And yeah, Braun should go up to the, top, to the main roster. I'm inclined to think uh, Waller should go to the main roster. I think he's ready. Just with the way he's able to get heat and his athleticism, all that stuff, you know. That the, yeah, it's uh, Carmelo's ready, but I think, I think they need him in the next for for a bit more. They need, they still I mean. need a couple of big stars because mm-hmm. there's really, this is just my personal opinion. There are no big stars in NXT anymore, except for Braun right and now, no. Waller, and I'm not a Waller fan. Right. I don't like him. Period. Oh, I am. I think he's great. He's so like unlike. You just want to slap him. It, well, and maybe, <laughs> and I'm surprised that I don't like him because usually those are my favorite. But <laughs> you, you, you heart heels. I do heart heels, but there's something <laughs> about him. I think it's I. I don't know. I don't know what it is about yeah. him. I, I'm just. I, it might be. Do. It might be. I don't think he's that far away from his character in real life. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like one of those guys that. That may not be. be that far away from. Yeah. So that may be just be rubbing off on you through the screen. You're like, no, yeah. I don't like that. Oh, I like it. Uh, so we were talking about toxic uh, attraction uh, earlier. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, I was asking one more thing about Carmelo. I think I want to see him 
on his own before too long. I want to see him break away from Trick Williams. I think I want to see what Trick's got, and you're not going to get that as long as he's running with uh, with Carmelo. The way NXT is boring, I, I don't agree with that necessarily. Uh, I mean, it's a uh, you know, <laughs> I think it's taken a bit for people to get back into NXT after the 2.0 thing. Now, I'll be, I did watch 2.0 just because I wanted to see the young talent, see them progress, like how they're kind of how we do with Thurston at Throwdown Menders for Zero One. Yep. We're watching these young oh. guys and seeing how seeing they're improving every week. And I was kind of oh, getting Gary. that same vibe from 2.0. Every, every everybody everybody likes to to look just gawk at a car crash when you go by it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not you know it's wrong and you know everything about it. somebody's somebody's hurt in there, but you're just like, ooh. <laughs> but here's the thing though. Like now, like out of 2.0, you're seeing all those same people that were in 2.0, but now you're seeing them actually get something to work with, and you're seeing yeah. where they had improved. And, and well, you're also doing. seeing that you're also not seeing the guys anymore that just weren't good, or right. the or True. the girls, like that they, they were trying yeah, to push before. There was they were just not ready. Like mm-hmm. I I don't even remember their names now, but it was it they were just bad. It was just bad because. You take them off, literally off the street or off the court or wherever they came from, and you're like, oh, well, off they'll the learn. <laughs> well, yeah. wherever wherever they came from, like off the basketball court, off wherever they, right. you got them. Right. And it's it's just, and then you're like, well, they'll, they'll fail or they'll learn. Well, that, you're doing that to them on national television. So if they <laughs> right. want to continue, for, so if you're going to do that, they're going to, and if they ever want to continue in professional wrestling, and they want to work someplace else, they're going to have to explain to everybody for the rest of the time, hey, that match, you know, where you uh, where you completely botched, you know, a snapmare? <laughs> like, how'd you do that? Oh, that well, I just match. wasn't trained. That was my <laughs> second match. Well, you were on television and everybody in it's the like, world saw it. Uh, it's like on The Simpsons I'm when so Homer sorry. took over the submarine. <laughs> it's yeah. my first day. Well, yeah, like, like Mark and I were talking about, t- like top dollar, basically oh, top sunk, dollar. <laughs> basically <laughs> sunk everybody. No, I was no, I wasn't talking to Mark. I was talking to my buddy Jeremy, and I was like, so that that just sunk an entire faction of people because they were hot, and well, the first thing was they did that rap that just wasn't good, like Couldn't whatever run was their way out of a paper be. bag, <laughs> and then you got in it if he would have hit the dive. That would have been great. Nope. But he, but he, but he didn't. How, he how did many an times over the top rope version of Titus O'Neil going under the ring? Yeah. Before yeah. he did that, he should have asked Titus what happens when you, you become make an, an ambassador. Honest, when you make an when you make an honest mistake in the wrestling yeah. business. Like, to be fair, Titus, Titus wasn't a bad no. dude. Wasn't a bad worker. No. But man, he slid Still. under a ring on accident. And it was great. <laughs> and, and once we realized he wasn't dead, it was the funniest damn thing I've seen in years. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling. Not since well, Akeem falling through the ropes. Go ahead. Oh, I'm done. Oh, okay. Uh, also, no. real quick, uh, real quick. Uh, yeah. Dwayne said, watch 2.0, but lost interest very quickly. Uh, I'm surprised because 2.0 had the color scheme of a 1985 Nickelodeon show. <laughs> Right? So I thought that would keep his attention. Keep his attention. Uh, but Dwayne says the acclaimed is better at rapping. I disagree. Max Caster is no uh, poet, let's say. In an episode I just where we enjoy, Jimmy Delaney I Popo. Enjoy. I like uh, Bowen's better. 
than Caster. Okay. Caster Lance Max Caster's rhymes are just cheap heat in iambic pentameter. It's which should be on the back of a t-shirt. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna tell me is Joel Gertner was was just like using cheap heat, Mark. Because like if you do that, what? I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> dirty dirty limericks and <laughs> making fun of sports teams is <laughs> cheap heat. And I love Joel Gertner. I love the dirty limericks. I was all about Joel, it. Joel, insert insult here, Gertner. <laughs> but it was just five minutes long. <laughs> Joel, town you're in, comment on one of the ladies in the front row, dirty sex joke, double entendre, Gertner. You, That's, your, <laughs> yeah, your mother. And Gertner. he made it work. He, he yeah. made it work. All right. So, All right. So what did you think of Perez and Toxic Attraction for uh, the women's title, the three way? I thought that was a good match. Uh, good call having Roxy win. I think. Uh, well, you knew uh, Roxy was going to win. I, I knew they were going to win, but Gigi and JC, I think, are heading to main roster. Okay. I would like to see them challenge Dakota and Neo for the tag titles of Mania. I heard that. I don't know if that'll Ron- I heard that's going to be Ronda and Baszler. No, just. Can okay. it just be Shayna? <laughs> <laughs> well, get Ronda out of there. This is what I heard that Rhonda found out Shayna had always wanted the tag titles or tag run or title run with at, with the tag belt. I was going to say, and she and had a so god awful run with Nia. And so she basically said, I'm going to drop the title so we can get those belts. And so WWE apparently still thinks she is a draw and <laughs> they're going to, well, but at least she'll be, have somebody that knows how to work with her. Right, and so like Shayna will be there, and then you can have Shayna and Ronda have a blow off at some point, and even if There's that be a feud somewhere, even if yeah. that even if that somehow devolves into an actual fight, that would still be fun. Throw them in the pit because they would act. Yeah, they could actually fight. <laughs> Throw them pit, in the yeah. fight pit, <laughs> and so yeah, it's a but yeah, you know- toxic. I I would I would. There are so many women now, and I know nobody wants me to say it, but I wish there was more women's titles in WWE. I, they need something, they because they don't do anything with. They still don't do anything. Like you bring Toxic Attraction up, yeah, I would put the belts on them because they're really good and they're really magnetic on screen. But then yeah. what? Like you, you, you have Charlotte and Becky. Always going to be, but they don't know how to book without a belt. So if you if you can't book without a belt, man, I either make more tag teams or do something else. Or like you got to have going to have to learn how to book these people without belts. Closest, well, actually, the closest thing you got to that right now is Becky versus Bailey. Mm-hmm. Bailey, yeah, and that's without. I think the they blew that off last night. Pretty much because off last night. Because uh, might be going... Lita came back. Yeah, Lita popped I... up at the end. <laughs> Maybe they're going to go with B- Lita and Bailey at Mania or something or Chamber. Lita, give Bailey Lita, something as, to do. As much of a trailblazer as Lita was, and she was, she's just woman Jeff Hardy. 
Like she's super sloppy with everything. Does Very. this a lot. Oh, <laughs> <Power> double there. <laughs> but like she's she's a legend. I mean, Trish was always my girl. Like Trish was so oh, yeah. good. Me too. Especially I, I okay, I'm I'm girl. the outcast here. Then I was a Lita girl. I loved Lita. Yeah. Well, Lita was oh, it, Lita. without Lita. Like that whole thing doesn't go down though, because then you don't have like yeah. you don't have anybody for Trish to work. Right. And she was. I think she was better when she first started, but near the end, I I don't. I think a lot of this just wear and tear. Yeah. Because it yeah. just got a little little sloppy. Or just maybe trying to oversell, just trying to make those five minutes they were given like yeah. count. Yeah. When she almost killed herself on that suicide dive in that uh, raw match they had, bent over like backwards. Uh, let's see, Dwayne, what do you think of damage control? Dwayne asks. Uh, individually, I like them all. As a unit, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm okay with Dakota and Eo as tag champs. I don't think they need to be with Bailey. I think Bailey needs to be yeah. on her own. Uh, I'm the outcast again. I don't like Dakota and EO. I, I don't like them. I, I didn't like them. I, I, I didn't like okay them in NXT. Them. I didn't like them in NXT. I, I I don't know what it is about them. It, it seems like they were thrown together. It's like we got these three people just coming back at the same time. Let's put them all in a group. I would have okay. rather seen like Dakota and like Tegan Knox as a tag team. They were a better match. Or uh, in a feud, I mean, they still haven't blown off that feud from like. T- yeah, Tegan and Dakota. Yeah. yeah. And so, then they were in the they were in the Royal yeah. Rumble, and I was like, "Oh, right. you're missing a prime opportunity right now." Yeah. And they could have had they, they could have done the stare down, tell the story, yeah. and all that. No. Uh. See, I think when Bailey brought in damage control, I think she should have brought in um, Raquel as one of them. I think Raquel oh, would have been good. Then Dakota and Raquel is a tag team because they were already an established yep. tag team. In, in yep. team. Yeah, they're trying to make Raquel like this white meat baby face too. They got that. Yeah, it's this, terrible. She smiles too much. They have this she thing where they off her back. Yeah, yeah, like they have this thing where they want all these baby faces to be like pure baby, and, th- and that's just not going to work anymore because nobody, even little kids, are are like ah, that. That that's, I mean. that's not how. You, because when you that the trope of the superhero is different now. Because back in the day, like Superman was Truth, Justice, American Way, and then the bad guys robbed banks, wore masks. Mm-hmm. Now, when you <laughs> when, when you watch a Marvel movie, there were times even I thought Thanos was probably right. <laughs> we could Thanos probably use a few less universe. people. <laughs> there, not, Deadpool. Do do we need to mention Deadpool here? Yeah, like he's uh, so a, like these yeah, the kids now are seeing different superheroes. They're seeing different heroes on television, and I I think they have to adapt to that. I think Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, like all these guys that got over in Rock. the Attitude Era, they were all guys that were just turned up. Shades and of gray. They weren't they weren't faces. They couldn't be because they beat up people they shouldn't beat up, and they yelled at people, and they swore, and they flipped people off. But you got to find they were something to the wrong guy. They were doing bad guys. <clears throat> yeah, you have to do it to the right people. But they got somehow Seth Rollins has gotten over with that gimmick, and he must have like 
the same crossroads Robert Johnson went to to learn how to play the guitar. <laughs> Apparently, Seth Rollins went to <laughs> because he made a deal with somebody because that gimmick should not have ever worked. No, but it it's worked. It, it just, because, it just shows how good Seth is. Yeah. It's just See, like, I like how Seth Dusty got when the he was with, over. Yeah. I like Seth when he was with the corporation. Eh, I, was, I was always a shield guy. I was a shield guy. I, so. yeah. See, I didn't like him. In the sh I didn't like anybody when they were in the shield. And then as they broke out of that, I started liking them more. I like this Moxley now in AEW because he's yeah. just, he's just, he's Brody. He's just Brody. He's just, he comes to the ring. If you get in his way, he's going to hit you with a bull rope. If he had one, they should give him a bull rope. Make a note. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Khan. Stacey, if you're I'm ready for a change for Seth. I assume she means a change of clothes. <laughs> Please. Some of his outfits but are no, scary. Like, I was listening Actually, to... Mox and Kingston should have stayed a tag team in AEW. Yeah. I See, I was listening to Stan Hansen. He was on JBL and Briscoe's podcast. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about... And he was talking about when he would come to Japan... They eventually stopped him from going into the crowd because he was legit hitting people with that bull rope. Yeah. And yeah. he was hurting people. And people were... Him and Brody both they, would do that shit. They they acted like he was Godzilla. And he was. Yeah. Oh, they scattered. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to see. Like I know you can't go out into the crowd like that, but I want somebody that is just legit intimidating like that. That never that breaks character. That just, yeah, Lance. I liked Lance Archer he when did he came He the same thing back. in Japan. Yeah, I liked him. I, I liked him Archer. in AEW, and they never did anything with that character. Jake was actually no. cutting super good promos, but they get so close with that character. And as much as AEW is playing with kayfabe, like because they they don't reveal a lot, and every once in a while you'll hear somebody. Like tell something, but like you could have had Archer just be that guy. You just told him yeah. shut up on Twitter. You know, don't don't act like a good guy. We're just going to make you a monster heel, an actual heel that hurts people. That's all you do. You go out and you hurt people. You know, I but would... they don't. They, there's always this. Oh, a little bit of a wink at the camera, or it, it drives me insane. Just just commit. Hey Mark, does that remind you of anybody in the Indies? The title. Oh, uh, what's her name? Or uh, what's their name? <laughs> Max. Yeah. No. yeah. No, I was thinking more of Conley. Swinging the oh, chain yeah. around That's a good call. and Mad Dog Conley, yeah. A big fan he swings, of Conley. They swing the the uh, chain around Thanks. and you run oh, scared and. Uh huh. Well, it's supposed to be a carnival. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. well, Connelly, like, you know, it's 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 the circus, you know. But yep. uh, Gary uh, zero one uh, February twenty fifth. If you want to come along, they're doing the dog collar match, uh, Connolly and Camaro. So yeah, I'll those see. always go well. Just shut up, Mark. It's gonna be, I think it'll, be a, it'll be a fun show, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. All right. all right. Yeah, for those that don't know, the zero one shootout tomorrow, five o'clock p.m. We're gonna have a couple of. Uh, we try to have the uh, some of the stars of Zero One USA come on with us tomorrow. We got Big Man Chan, the enthusiast, bringing out their manager, 
kind of a jack of all trades and the shining yeah, light well, champion Jacques Kennedy coming on. We'll with talk this, about last so. Thursday too. Yeah, but that's for tomorrow. Uh, for yep. tonight, we're going to move on, and it is. Uh, I can find my pictures. Here we go. Uh, it's time to announce our latest inductee into the Jumping the Rail Hall of Fame. There's our graphic because I'm awesome at this. And uh, <laughs> this is actually one that was suggested by a listener. And by listener, I mean Narge. Uh, <laughs> I went on social about a month ago when I said, if you guys have any thoughts who should be the next one in to, to submit it. And we had a few submissions. Uh, Narge is the first one we put on. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Dwayne's going to miss the next Matt Sewer show. That's the shame, Dwayne. Uh, you will be missed. But uh, so for this, uh, not only is this a good call for Narge, it's one of my favorite guys. And it kind of goes along with what we were just talking about with the Hanson and Brody and all of them, Gary. Oh, Boom. Funker. Yeah. Middle-aged and crazy, Terry Funk. Uh, what, one of my favorite. so well these days. But, no, uh, but man, he was one fun. of my. One of my favorite tag matches I've ever seen was him and Dory in Japan versus mm -hmm. two middle-aged Japanese guys. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was Saruta, but Terry was young. He wasn't like super young. He was a little bit wild yet, but like, mm -hmm. so it was basically Dory get in, lock up, grab a body part, take him down. Wrestle. Do one, do one to two, do yeah. one to two, do one to two spinning toe holds. Tag Terry in. Terry proceeds to Terry proceeds to bump like like an absolute maniac for like the next five minutes. Gets thrown out of the ring like three times. Comes up pulling his hair out. Runs back in the ring. Gets bump 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 bump. Tags Dory in. The hot tag Dory comes in with is grabs a headlock. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just so awesome because it's just what? the only person in the match that has any energy left to bump with is Terry. And they are just filling uh -huh. his bump card. <laughs> they're, just, they're just like, you got plenty of room, kid. <laughs> Go out there and bump. Dory at the time was probably fairly young. He was probably like 40 something because he's still okay. he's ancient now, but he never looks any different. Like Dory Funk always looks like Dory Funk. He was bald, wore trunks and boots. Like that was Dory, and would do the spinning toe hold, grab a headlock. That's all he did the whole match. The other guys would chop Terry every once in a while. They would chop him with one of those Baba chops because they were old Japanese guys. And yeah. Terry would but... bump like he had been shot with a shotgun. Uh -huh. And it was just, oh, no. it was. Which is which is why when I saw him in ECW and doing the deathmatch stuff, I just didn't get it. Because he was so good. Like his actual in-ring work was spectacular. His work on the mic was spectacular. His character work was spectacular. So I didn't get when he went to the that part of his career. But I mean he's he made I love it out of that ECW. Too. Uh, had a few people commenting in the comments about the, the I Quit match with Flair. Uh, just, it's, a, it's a almost perfect match, you know, from Clash of the Champions. Uh, I don't think anybody else could have made that match what it was other than Ric Flair and Terry Funk. It was just, plus, you know, Gary Hart was there, and 
I'm a big Gary Hart fan. Uh, Gordon Soley and Jim Ross on commentary. I mean, come on, that thing get better than that. <laughs> and that's like just after Mid South Jim Ross too. So just everything about that match was perfect. I thought, but still not my favorite Flair match. But it might be my favorite Funk match. Uh, aside from the match he had with Chris Candido in ECW in 97, which you can't go wrong with Candido. You know, he was so good. Uh, you were talking about Dory also. He was the first guy to do the European uppercuts. And he did not uh, pull those back. He was, he'd lay him into you. I think Ian Rotten told a story about asking Dory to show him how to do the uppercut and he almost collapsed his chest in. This was one. And Ian's a big guy, so that's that's saying something. Because I I think the Rottens were like running with Funk and ECW, like in their like original ECW, like 93, 94. Yeah. And uh but yeah, uh, everything Funk has done has won. Uh, even to his acting. He was in Roadhouse for God's sakes. But NWA champion, ECW champion, uh <laughs> hardcore champion in WCW. <laughs> I think he beat Norman Smiley for that, maybe. Uh Norman. But but everything Funk did, you believed. It was, but I really, like, I loved the stuff like when he was in WWF with Jimmy Hart in the 80s, when he was feuding with Hogan and JYD. Also, because you look back at it now and you couldn't get away with some of that shit now that he was doing. <laughs> Especially the promos on, on Dog when he beat up the, the ringside guy for handling, like, messing up his hat or something. Or uh, the, that, my, that my, fi- my favorite promo of all time could possibly be when he was in ECW and he started his feud with Dreamer. My daddy was had a jackass. jackass. Promo? <laughs> yes, I love the jackass promo. I love, I love jackass. <laughs> but I had to put it down. <laughs> it just it went on forever, but it was. <laughs> It was great. Well, and then he came out during vocal delivery. Well, then he comes out. His his entrance music in ECW, Desperado. Yeah. It the just, Eagles version of Desperado. The Eagles version of Desperado. That was super slow and it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. And him versus that barbed wire match he had with Sabu was one of the dumbest things of like at the time I oh, thought it was awesome yeah. because I was like Oh, this is so cool! And looking back, I'm like, "Why aren't any? Isn't anybody dead? Like, every they should <laughs> well, both be." Well, Sabu super almost bled out, didn't he? Well, they gave him some super glue and duct tape. That's what <laughs> saved his life. Yeah, like literally, it was just they threw it yeah. to him in the ring, and he just super glued it and then duct taped it. <laughs> yeah, and they kept so wrestling, all... and they had to end the match because they could not separate the two of them. And they couldn't pin each yeah. other because they had so much barbed wire wrapped around them <laughs> that they could no longer physically contact each other. So they yeah. just stopped the match and gave it to Sabu. All right, fill me in, guys. So, what is Bari talking about here on the chat? Oh, that's oh, there was a promo he did in uh, in Memphis, I think during the feud okay. with Lawler, and he uh, and he had a, he was doing a promo with the horse, and the horse was like getting. Fidgety, so if we just slapped him to calm him down. <laughs> All right. And yes, Dwayne, he did use a branding iron to great success. Uh, you were talking about Desperado, Gary. Uh, 
I'm going to see if this will work. Uh, he had a better song, which is the one he used in the NWA. I'm going to play just a little snippet of it. I'm going to see if it works. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> we can only do 30 seconds of it anyway. So. <laughs> uh, way better i don't know how if that came across on the uh on the air i'm still learning how to do the other stuff on the uh on the pod but i didn't hear it right stallion right you did hear it. i'll post it on the page i was, okay. I was it's a little bit of trial and error here folks but uh, that's all right so i think we can give a uh a big salute and a yeehaw to terry funk for his uh hall of fame induction here so there he is again Congratulations, Terry. I know it means a lot to you to be inducted in our Hall of Fame. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Something else it is, and we actually had Dwayne ask me about this already. No sound. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll post the link to it later in, uh, in on the Facebook page. No harm done. So it is time for our uh, Top 10 Tuesday, Gary. And I promise once we finish this, then I'll get you out of here because we're flirting with two hours now. Yeah, but since we so, were uh, we did an hour and a half last episode, so we got to make up a little bit of time. Yeah, well, let's so let's, top ten. Let's two. go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a that's I got a dog Gary. outside. I got a dog outside that's barking at the whole neighborhood. So uh, he's getting heat. So there's our yeah. topic today: top greatest Samoan wrestlers. I I may have done this on the old uh, like in season one before we had video, but I'm doing it again because I have pictures. Uh, number ten. Probably the guy that the fewest people know about. Uh, awesome heel nowadays in MLW, uh, Jacob Fatu. He shows up in all Jacob. the indies. He's so good. Has he been he in is. Zero One, Menders? He has not. Not that, not that I'm aware be. of. I know they use some MLW guys every now and then, but I'd love to see them bring Jacob in. Well, Jacques, that's how maybe. I met Alex Zane. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hang. that's how Fatu Hang. work with Jacques. <laughs> I believe Alex Kane. Alex Zane is very different. No, oh, I thought uh, I said Kane. I'm sorry. No, you said Zane. Oh, I uh, meant that's all right though. Yeah, but we had Davy Richards there, Alex Kane. You know, so plenty of MLW guys. But Fatu is like a throwback with a like a like a street tough twist to him. You know, like he'll look the hell out of you, and he never looks happy. You can just no. see. Look at that face. And. uh I don't know if it's because that belt is so big, but uh, but uh, Wait, he does... be patient. Is he picking people already? Yes, he hold is. your horses, Dwayne. Hold your horses. All right, so yeah, Jacob Fatu. I don't know if you ever seen him, Gary, but he's no, worth checking but... out. I think he's worth it. Uh, yeah, he's. I don't. I don't want to see WWE touch him. I want to see, and I want AEW mm-hmm. to touch him either. I want to mm-hmm. just keep doing his thing. GCW is a great spot for him. MLW is a great spot for him. But yeah, so he's our number nine. Number eight is Gary's favorite tag team, the Usos. Yeah. Are eight. they eight and nine? Because you're at number nine uh, there, hun. Uh, number nine. Okay. Yeah, I can't count today. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of, I've got a couple of spots occupied by tag teams just because. Okay. Like each member really doesn't subsist without the other. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I've got them down low, but yeah, they're best tag team in WWE right now. Uh, obviously, best storyline in the company in, in in the business right now. And uh, like seven or eight times 
tag champs, if my count is right. So I I can see Gary grumbling and cursing my name for. <laughs> uh, no, I mean they they gotta be on there. They're Samoans, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a Samoan yeah. list. So <laughs> it is a Samoan list. All right, but I won't spend too much. I'm, I'll try to move this along, Gary. Uh, number eight, and you might get mad at me for having him this low. I got Samoa Joe at number eight. Uh, and I will say that after this, the rest of the list will all be related. They'll all be members of the Anawai dynasty. But Joe, I mean, you got to love Joe. Uh, I, I mean, he, I'm just I'm glad he finally beat Darby last week. Shouldn't have. What, what was even the point in Darby taking it and then the. I don't know what that was. Because it was in his because he won it in his hometown. Oh geez. And then, come on. You know, Tony's all about the cheap pop for the hometown pop, you know. Even though he won't come back to his hometown, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right? Come back. Although they are doing house shows now, so maybe they'll start running house shows in Champagne. So let's wait and see. I'm not holding my uh, breath. Me either, but we can hope. Uh Joe, yeah, I mean, been everywhere, won everything. Seems like a no-brainer for the list. So, uh, also, kind of looks like Elvis. So, let's do that. <laughs> look at that face. Thank you, thank you very much. Do that. All right, number seven. We got the OG High Chief Peter Maivia, go. number seven. Got to have him on there. I mean, have to. He's basically, he's like Samoan Moses. You know, he's like he's the guy that everybody sprung out of. Trained the Wild Samoans. Obviously, he's the Rock's grandfather. The uh, only guy I know that played a ukulele in the ring. Uh, but also, tough tough bastard. I mean, those tattoos he has on his legs were done Samoan style. Like, with a hammer mm-hmm. and a chisel, almost. Like, the High Chief way. Like, he's, an, like he's a yeah. legit High Chief. In, like, yeah. like forget what tribe it is in Samoa. But yeah, just, again, no brain. All these guys are pretty much no-brainers. Much like this guy here, number six. Six? I got it right this time. Uh, Maga, you know. Short run, but man, he was so fun to watch. Uh, probably uh, the most they athletic need to induct all him. Of them. He needs to be inducted this year. I could see it. I w- I'd be okay with that. But yeah, definitely, uh, Like aside from the Usos, probably the most athletic of the Samoans. Uh, yeah. Just awesome big splash off the top. Uh he did the taped thumb on Morocco gimmick. And then I loved it when he had uh, Armando with him. Armando Estrada with the uh, Lou Bega looking suit and the, the cigars in his pocket. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Umaga didn't make the best decisions sometimes. Kind of caught up with him at the end. But uh, no no accounting for his, his talent. And uh, yeah. yeah, I thought they... Like, yeah. He, he should have been more than just an Intercontinental Champion. He should, I think he should have beat Cena for the uh, WWE title. At least get a short run, like in that 07 period, like around the Rumble when they were feuding. Mm-hmm. It would have made sense to have him just destroy him in a match and then drop it in the rematch. But I'm not a booker, so. so all right, so Umaga's number six. Uh, number five, we're going with Umaga's brother here, Gary, and that's uh, Rikishi. <laughs> Rikishi Fatu, P-H-A-T-U. Yeah, the best picture I could come up with is him with those sunglasses. Well, we no, get Gary those sunglasses. It cracks me up because Dwayne said top five, so. Well, good on you, Dwayne. You got it right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so 
Uh, Gary, we're going to find you those yellow sunglasses for uh, future use. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Rikishi, you know, head shrinker, Samoan SWAT team, awesome, just in that fat two period. This reinvented himself. They hit him a, a sumo, I guess. He's catching up on that Yokozuna uh, steam, but without the pants. And yeah. made a tremendous living shoving his ass in people's faces. <laughs> so. There's not too many people that could do that, but. No, that's true. And he's uh, the Uso's dad, so he's continuing the bloodline, as it were. But yeah, I think he was a huge star in 2000, 2001, mainly 2000. And uh, yeah, so I think number five is a good spot for him. Uh, number four, boom, the other tag team, the Wild Samoans. Uh, I think like a 20-time tag team champions around the country. Uh, scary as fuck, you know. <laughs> they were they were not handsome men, but they didn't have to be. Nope. Well, I don't know why uh, Alpha looks so surprised there on the uh, <laughs> on the right. Sika looks like Alpha just farted. In this <laughs> he <picture>. does. <laughs> But uh, but no, they were legit scary tag team. Had Captain Lou with them, uh, and they were like the tag team in WWF for the late seventies through the early eighties. Uh, not unlike what the Usos are now. Nope. And uh, yeah, for a while they had a like toward the end they had Samu with them too as a member of the actual Wild Samoans. So. A bunch of comments. Is Dwayne still posting comments? I'm not looking because I don't want to. Yeah, he yeah. uh he said remember <laughs> remember Vince kissing husband ass on SmackDown. LOL. Then he then he I, corrects I it and says his ass, not husband. <laughs> and then Bari threw in. Yeah, I don't think Vince has kissed any husband. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Alpha <laughs> and Sika. Bari said often Sika held tackled everywhere <laughs> they went. Yes, this they did, and convincingly so. Not just some. Flash in the pan tag team. All right, number three. Uh, going with the tribal chief for number three, Roman. Because he's still fairly... He's only been in the business for about a decade. And he's just now getting his... Really getting his steam going. They tried really hard to make him the top guy. But it went over like a fart in church. So now they really hit a home run making him a heel. Uh, lead balloon. Just... There's a bit of a red, of red, a red balloon when he was a baby face before. But, uh, oh, yeah. See, like, I think what they did with Reigns and how he exploded, I th- always thought if they would have turned Cena heel, that this same thing would have happened. I think you could have exploded mm-hmm. him. I think, and then when he came back as a baby face, but, like, you've had all these years. Like, he's still over. People still cheer for him. Yeah. But it's not like he's not drawn the way he did because he just got stale. Everybody knew his shtick. Everybody knew what he was going to say. Everybody knew the gimmick. Roman came back yeah. from cancer. Everybody yeah. loved him because it was a comeback story because yeah. he wasn't being shoved down your throat. He was vulnerable, mm-hmm. finally. Yeah. He was an actual human being. He wasn't this guy that yeah. punched people and speared people and that never lost. And, and so, you know, yeah. that gave him that, yeah. that leeway to do something else. And then you turn him into this monster heel. That's how you do that. You take your biggest yeah. face. And then when you see he's starting to get stale again, instead of just trying to shove him down your throat, like you've, 
like they were doing with Roman and not succeeding, they're like, you know what? We're going to turn him heel. And not only are we going to turn him heel, he's going to be a monster heel. He's going to cheat constantly. He's going to get people to cheat for him. He's going to act like it never happened. He's going to gaslight you all the time. We're going to give him Heyman. We're going to. And it worked. He's Mm -hmm. had the belt for two years. I always thought that that's what they could have done with Cena. Because Cena was just. The crowd would have ate it up. And he may have gotten more cheers as a heel. And you would have had to work really hard at it, but at least it would have been something different. I think you would have sold more t-shirts, I think. But they were so worried about action figure sales and, like, the, the merchandise sales. And so I'm glad they did this with Reigns when they had the chance. Yeah. Because otherwise he would have already fizzled out. Yeah. It would have just been another I, dude. He's just another 65 Samoan. <laughs> yeah. But with abs. But with abs, yeah. <laughs> uh, Barry said he remembers Roman from his days at Georgia Tech. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of uh, Georgia Tech football, so I didn't actually know about him until he got into the business. But yeah, I guess he was a uh, quite a stud on the football team in college there. So, so yeah, he's our number three. Our number two uh, is one you asked me about earlier, Menders. I wondered. I was. Uncle Rodney. Probably my favorite out of all the Samoan wrestlers is Yoko. Uh, especially like going back and watching when he first showed up in WWF in like '92 when he when he squashed Virgil like literally at uh, Survivor Series '92, and then uh, getting the title run with Brett and going around, but uh, just crazy athletic, more athletic than he had any business being, being 560 some pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best leg drop in the business. Well, I mean, it was pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> the only leg drop where I heard the crowd like, like coming up for it. Oh, and then bam, <laughs> drop the leg and. Wee. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Barry's Bar- Bar- with me. Yoko's his favorite too. Yep. One of the only leg drops where the guy's like crossing himself, taking it. It's like I just him and Mabel. <laughs> just because oh, Mabel didn't do it right. No. Yeah. Mabel didn't know to bend the leg. <laughs> or even the bonsai drop like you're you have a lot of faith that that guy's got a strong upper body and not going to slip yeah. his hands off the ropes because that's a crushed chest like that's a lot of weight just scariest thing i ever saw in a match was uh survivor series 93 it was the all americans and the foreign fanatics whatever it was which i don't get why the evil heels were from finland canada and samoa <laughs> There was a spot where Yoko had Taker set up for the bonsai drop. Japan, and, Mark. Not, not Samoa. No, no. He was always introduced as being from America. Oh, really? You know, the Polynesian Islands, but he oh, represented right. Japan. Ja- the Polynesian uh, Islands. We had yes. this discussion earlier, Mark. We did. We did. <laughs> but anyway, so he sets up. He hits one bonsai drop. They set up for another one. And as Yoko jumps, Taker sits up. If that's a split second slow. Neck and, next Taker's. Bro. Taker's literally the dead man. Yeah. Yeah, your next he would have had a couch fall on his head. <laughs> yeah. So that just goes to show number one how like, how good it is that Taker can do a sit up, but also <laughs> yeah. just how good the timing was between those two guys to yeah. be able to pull that off safely. Nowadays somebody would probably have a well at the very least a concussion. Probably. 
uh, I think Jordan. No, Jordan Grace doesn't do a bonsai. She does a Vader bomb. She, yeah, somebody yeah, does a bonsai bomb. drop. Yeah, I forget who does the bonsai drop these days, but nobody does the sit up gimmick with it anyway. And I've got to imagine Vince may have had a talking to with those guys after that spot. Like, don't do that again, pal. <laughs> yeah. But I digress. That was Dwayne beautiful. Slammed, Lex Luger slammed it. That was a hip toss, Dwayne. <laughs> say, that wasn't a slam. That was a hip toss. <laughs> Just ask Bobby Heenan. That was a hip toss. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to. Do you think you could guess who my number one is, Gary? And members? Uh, the Rock? <laughs> the Rock? If it's not The Rock, I then you're wrong. <laughs> because I didn't see the comments. Menders, did Dwayne guess The Rock for number one? No, he, he didn't pick a number one. Okay. Well, I got some news for you. <laughs> it's The Rock. Shocker. Yeah, come on. It is a no-brainer, man. The Rock. Number one, biggest Samoan star ever out, like wrestling or not. Uh, huge box office and decent movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some good say movies. Decent. Some are good. Yeah, I haven't seen Black some Adam, are... so I don't know how bad it is. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, but not uh, the best. Also, but it's not bad. Yeah, and just and his run in the ring was only full time about six years, ninety six to two. Yeah, I mean, only. but Austin's main run wasn't much longer than that either, though. No, it was about eight years. Yeah, eight or nine years. Yeah. But yeah, uh WWF run and yeah. Like overall I think it was like from like 15 years or so. Yeah. But uh but yeah. You got to give an honorable uh, mention. Did you see this? Sam Fatu, I I'll agree with that. I almost if I didn't have Rikishi on their solo, I would have put the head shrinkers in there. The Simone SWAT team. But yeah, Samu was always a good one. Uh he was supposed to be on Raw. They're supposed to do that acknowledgement thing, but I guess Alpha had pneumonia, so they mm-hmm. wound up scrapping it. Uh, but yeah, Rock, uh, what, nine-time world champion in six years? Uh, huge movie star, Scorpion King, all that stuff. Never saw that movie, but I was I was a walking tall guy. That was I think that was my... That and Be Cool were my favorite Rock movies that he did, but... Uh, See, I'm a but San every- Andreas fan. I love San yeah. Andreas. I'm not a big of the Uber action movies, you know, too much. Just mm. there needs to be a story there. But uh, but no, The Rock. I mean, best promo in the company for his whole run. Always had great matches. Even he wasn't like a technical wizard, but the matches he had with Triple H, uh, every angle. The what I loved about The Rock was every time he would be gone for a little bit, and he would come back, he'd have a new move. <laughs> But it was usually like, oh, he's got a different version of a DDT, or oh, he's going to do, do a kip up now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's he always added one more thing, and so it sharpshooter, a bad yeah, sharpshooter, not a, not a really a, bad not, sharpshooter, not not a sharpshooter. Heart, he <laughs> because is not. that was awful. It was always <laughs> he's got both legs under one arm. It's got, I like to call it a scorpion death rock. Yeah, <laughs> looked like I he still... was. Looks like he was trying to to twist tie closed a bag of bread, and he yeah. just didn't know what he was doing. And he was just like, yeah. you know what? Screw it. It's like, close you enough. Didn't get the air out of the bag. <laughs> and like the further he There's went be with mold it, on that bread. the further he went with it, he just kind of started owning it and started putting both legs under one arm. Uh-huh. and didn't even try to do it right because he, <laughs> he would just, just like lightly squat. Yeah, lightly. Yeah. But then the well, face. That's, that's the a face lot of. That's a lot of. That's a lot of quads. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, 
That's a lot of quads to try to. He, he, watched, he watched Vince McMahon run to the ring one time uh-huh. and blow out both quads. Yeah. And he's like, nope. And no. I walked no, back no, no. to the back. <laughs> he he still, walked back to the back too, one, two, four quads. Yeah. He, he's, he's, still, he's still my favorite person to take the stunner. Vince? No. No. The oh, Rock. Oh, the backflip somersault thing? Yeah. The back. Yeah. Well, he did the same always... thing with Rhino Gordon too. Well, it was always the. Uh... I guess I I think it might have been on Steve's on uh, Broken Skull. Uh, Austin was talking about. And he said he had off lots of times. It was just trying to see if he could get him to crack, so he would uh, take the bump a lot worse than he possibly could. So in that way, see if he could get Steve to break character. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, like him versus Austin, just that last match where Rock was wearing his vest and had the camera, and Austin flips him off and then stuns him with the camera. Uh-huh. That was a great one. Or like the, a lot of his masterpiece. A lot of his cells are a little over the top, but like even stuff that the people's elbow so dumb. But <laughs> yep. very dumb. Very but, dumb. But he put so much individuality into it and then it was every people's elbow was like a snowflake. Like <laughs> So you you're like, oh, this move's so dumb, and you're like, but what's he gonna do? Like, what's he gonna do on the approach? He's gonna what's he gonna do on the approach? Yeah, is he gonna strut? Is he gonna slide on his loafers? What's he? <laughs> and so his ass. He, it, it was it was he was very big on little stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was good with yes. crowd work. What like I've always said, I don't think him versus Hogan in Toronto was supposed to go the way it did. I think those guys called that on the fly and rock was willing to be the heel yeah. and because the, he hurt everybody and they knew better and they just changed the match and they went with it and i don't like hogan like at all mostly because he doesn't do anything He's a dirty heel, Mark. He scratches yeah, he people's back. Yeah. <laughs> he gouges he eyes. Rule, he breaks every rule in the book. He punches people with a closed <laughs> tell, fist. You can't tell Narge that. I was like, can't tell Narge that. Punches <laughs> people with a closed fist right in the, between the eyes and then drops a leg after, like, a But Hogan versus Rock one was spectacular. But it was because they both understood the psychology, psychology. of the building. Mm-hmm. And after that, I had a ton more respect for Rock. And after Austin's last match, I had a ton more respect for Rock. And he didn't work that many matches after that, which was a shame. No. But it was, you know, he just, he understands the small things that get you over and keep you over. Yeah. I think that to, uh, the last match with Austin, I think, is my favorite match he ever had. That one at Mania 19. Uh, Although I do love the Iron Man match with Triple H from 2000. Yeah. Because I think Triple H is my favorite of his opponents. I think the first... They had such natural chemistry, you know? I think the first Rock match I ever saw was Triple H versus Rock ladder match. Oh, yeah? Because I didn't have uh, USA Network. I had TNT. So, like... You're a Nitro guy. So, kids, back in the day... (laughs) (laughs) Like... Bismarck had 20 channels of cable. That was cable that you had to go up and click on the box. <laughs> so 
I would get we got TNT, so I got to watch Nitro, and that's when I really started watching wrestling. Was like heavy was Crow Sting Nitro. Like I I'd gotten to watch it a little before that. I'd got to see Saturday Night Main Events and stuff. We would go to Old Town Video and get the wrestling, the Coliseum video tapes. We would go every week thinking that something new might come out, a best of, a WCW one, an ECW, or, or a WWF one. But I would have somebody just down the road record Raw on a, a VCR tape. And then I would take it over to my buddy's house and we would watch it the next day. And so we did, we, we kind of came in because we had to find somebody to record it. Yeah. We didn't have anybody. And then somebody <laughs> finally, they were like, oh, I got, I have USA. So we missed a lot of the DX stuff where we got to write the, the, right about the middle of it. But yeah, the first rock match I ever saw was him versus Triple H, I think, in that ladder match on pay-per-view and it, i was like wow this is actually really good yeah. but yeah it was uh those were rough times that tape just got recorded over every week <laughs> so it wasn't somebody with a dvr just recorded it on a no it was a, no it was a vcr tape they would record it as the show played on one tape I would get the tape. I would watch the tape like a dozen times probably before we got it taken back. Take back the same tape because I'm not a millionaire, Mark. <laughs> Dude, those VHS tapes were not cheap. They, no. would re- they would record over it the next week. And the- although when I moved, I did find an entire box of like the best of like I recorded of Thunder. <laughs> oh, wow. This oh. Thunder must be a short tape. Ooh. It was. And best of Saturday night, WCW nice. Saturday night. I'm yeah. sure Barry Darso was on there golfing. Probably any number of gimmicks for Barry Darso. Black top bully. Yeah, like that. That was back way back. Yeah. See, I remember. I think the first time I saw Rock was when they were doing Die Rocky Die. Really, Dwayne? Yeah, right. I saw that, Mark. <laughs> oh, bless his heart. Say, Dwayne, come on, uh, Dwayne. I've missed this. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't had this banter back and forth in a while on the podcast, so. <sighs> yeah, yeah die, right. Rocky, die when he oh, was. Oh yeah. Rocky Maivia, when he was just a youngin. Yeah, yeah, just a pup. Yeah, because I yeah. used to go over. I would say I did yeah. the same thing, except uh, my aunt had cable, so I would make her record it, <laughs> and then I'd yeah. go get it, bring it home, and watch it. I used to do. I used to watch. When I could on TV, but uh, our buddy Dustin, Gary, Dustin Danger, he used to record all the pay-per-views. So I would borrow the pay-per-views from him yeah. and then watch them. But, uh, yeah, so I can see I'm starting to lose you, Gary. It's yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, it's 8.22, so. All right, well, before we say goodbye. 6 a.m., so. Okay, well, give me a couple minutes to pay the bills here, and then we'll uh, let you go here. So, jumping the real merchandise, very exciting. Uh, number one, ProWrestlingTees.com slash jtr pod that's our uh main source for uh well our original source for merchandise there all kinds of t-shirts and uh i'll i'll be quick here we got everything there there i need to make like an actual like like iMovie with with music make an actual presentation (laughs) of this so we got a few t-shirts on there these are for the zero one shootout uh line there 
and then boom, there we go. And uh, so that's on Pure Wrestling Tees, RainbusterTees.com. Uh, we just started this up this week, and this is what we got. We got a couple T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, all kinds of stuff. So go check that stuff out. Uh, we'll have the links in the uh, pod notes and everything. So go check it out. Help us keep the uh, keep the bills paid. Uh, Hall of Fame. If you got anybody you think should be in the JTR Hall of Fame, comment on the uh, uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, we usually put I'll put it back up again. And then uh, next uh, episode in two weeks. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we have to bring Menders back. We have to make you a regular. Uh, it's. Uh, I think we got we got a good flow as a three man booth here. So we'll we'll discuss. Okay. Uh, so uh thanks for listening uh if you feel inclined tomorrow five o'clock zero one shootout on the jtr podcast network youtube i promise i'll be professional please, please do uh well if you have a sign he can't rip it up that's uh, true but, they but we got the the enthusiast big man chan and his client the luminary jacques kennedy joining us tomorrow uh and uh yeah so until uh our next episode in two weeks uh also say goodbye gary bye gary all right menders thanks for hanging out with us uh everybody thanks for listening checking us out uh podcast drops on thursday so for menders and gary this is redmond and we will see you in two weeks